Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Because I don't have... My headphones are charging. Mm. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just I forgot you were coming over. Come on, what? We've been talking about this for days. Well, yeah, but it's kind of like... talking about this since Thursday. Yeah, but don't you see, you know... Are we recording? It's kind of like it's kind of like the Doctor Who <laughs> villains that, like, as soon as you turn around, you forget they're there. <laughs> what the what are they? The silence or whatever the ones that kind of go. <gasps> oh yeah, the silence. The silence. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of it is. You leave, and I, I just forget about you. <laughs> That's that is. And we went wow. to the we went to the movie, and I left the park the parking lot, and I forgot. Wow. Yeah, that's just so affirming. I can't even imagine how affirming. It can't, it can't get any more affirming than that. You should go to a group therapy session. Oh, I, yeah, right. Don't you? you? I know you find them. <laughs> nope, don't like very... them. Don't even want to teach that class. I, <laughs> I'm supposed There's to. There's a group therapy session class? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we teach our, our students. We have an entire class on groups that teach them how to run them. But they're so fucked up. Groups? And likely your students. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about my students. Well, here, <laughs> let me, uh, how much time you got? Let no, me, I'm going to tell, tell you, I'm going to tell you what. I let, me, let me grab, let me grab the mic. I have, and I, that, I'm gonna, uh, for the record, for the you. record, I have good students. Whatever this man says, don't believe him. I have good students. So why are you complaining about them all the time? I don't know. It's between us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody complains about their work sometimes, but I don't teach groups. I don't like groups personally. I think. Uh, okay, I will. I will say this. I think, I think self help groups help people. I just, by themselves. Well, I think they help. Isn't that, isn't that what self help is? I think they help people cue into certain ways that can help them. But ultimately, everybody helps themselves. They, I mean, even at the, and we're talking about the movie Renfield. Even at the end of the movie Renfield, he knows that he has done the work, not the group. Anytime you're ready to find a comfy position over there, it'd be great while you're spreading the dirt and mud all over. Oh. Scott is very angry at his dogs. It's like it's like dirty mud city out in the yard and they really brought they brought in the muddy paws. That's it's like sure. dirty mud city in here. You know, they make those things have you seen those things? They're like a cup with like bristles or something. You put water oh, in there, yeah. you stick their mm-hmm. paw in there. Mm-hmm. I mean they look like horse shit to me, but I wonder if they work. Well, you're the Amazon reviewer, so maybe you should find something. Should I see if I could get some? No, well, not right now. We're podcasting. Well, yeah, so. but if we went on Amazon, we'd find all kinds of really squirrel. cool stuff. Squirrel. Squirrel. I know, I know, because my meds are kind of starting to wear off on me right now. Yeah. But well, see, I'm well, waiting yeah. to get I'm waiting to get to 100. Look at this. I'm at 95 reviews. And I have these products. I've got nine that are waiting a review. But only some of them have been shipped. I got to get to 100. Why? What happens when you get to 100? Do you get like a little trophy? When I get to 100, then I can order eight products a day instead of three. What? You're ordering eight products a day? How do you even manage that? And right now I can right now I can order three. But they and then they have a limit of $100 as far as the value of the product. Oh, wow. Once once I get my gold membership. Jeez. And I get to my hundred, so I've done ninety-five, <laughs> and actually the ones sitting there for ninety-six. So all I have to do is these other ones that are coming this week should put me over the top. 
then I can do eight. Pro- I can order eight products a day, and there's no limit on the value. Is this by any chance a pyramid scheme? They're not asking you to pay in. I don't pay. This. I don't oh, pay. Oh, wow. They they it's it's the businesses that send the product to be reviewed. Okay. Because they like the reviews that the people. What if you don't write a positive review? Then it's not a positive review. It's not the fact that it's positive or negative. It's the way you the, the how you write the reviews. You know, and and what's in the review, and the time you obviously take. A little muddy paw on my leg. Dogs kind of imprinted on me. Fucking dogs. I so I'm going to tell you what I think that's great. I'm I'm happy for you, but I wouldn't know what to do with um, all these packages arriving on your doorstep. Well, once and then you have to keep them for six. Everything for six months is the deal. And once once you've had them for six months, then you can divest yourself of them. Whether that's give them away, sell them, whatever you want. So I mean, basically use them, and they're not they're not. You don't have to anymore. necessarily use them. I've got stuff upstairs that I haven't used that's on my sh- shelf, <clears throat> and that's stuff that I will once it's six months old, I'll either sell it or give it away. Mm. I don't use most of the stuff that I, I there's. I mean, you know, I've got like so ninety five have come in. Actually, ninety five have come in that I. Says that I've had reviewed, but I've actually got about 120. You have 120 100, some products? 113, 113 products that I've ordered. Wow. Holy so, and I don't cow. use them all. Wow. You know, there's there's stuff in here that's not, you know, my stuff that's not my jam. Why'd you order them then? Because it's part of the review process. This is like, this is like the <laughs> Cause they cause, Because they send them, if you're slightly interested in it. They send it to you. They want. They're sending them to you simply to be reviewed. Mm. So why don't you review them? Why don't you use them and review them? I do review them. You're not listening to me. I'm trying to Women, listen. I'm trying to follow. God, if you no. had one tiny nut that big, no. then it would be all the difference in the world. I just don't understand why if your job is to review them and they send them The job them is to you. review them. Okay. That's where the job ends. So yeah. everything's been reviewed. Doesn't mean I use it. Not necessarily a product that I've used, but I review it. Okay. And it goes back on the shelf if it's something that I'm really not going to, you know, be using. All right. Well, speaking about women, that's a good segue um, into the M&M's uh, culture war disaster over women. Um, and this uh, this conversation was triggered by a gas station trip today for me where I picked up a package of M&M's caramel cold brew and thought that would be kind of a fun little uh little tie-in for the beginning of the podcast, do a little taste testing, see what we can mm-hmm. do with that. And I saw the purple M&M on there in her white combat boots or white, white, uh, I would say white, like similar to Doc's or some sort of chunky 90s heel, right? Apparently that, that purple M started a culture war. I didn't even have any idea. Yep. You know, all you got to do is um, take the heels off of a fake character that doesn't exist in real life. Yeah, to, people, pit, to piss off the masses. People got angry about this. I mean, I remember I see there's an image. We're looking at images online now of the, the upside down M&Ms. And what was that all about? Flipping says on the package, supporting women, flipping what? Flipping no, the status How can the M&M be quo. upside down? Yeah, so this uh, is what Oh, caused... because, then it's a, because then it's a W. Yeah, this is what caused the problem, supporting women and flipping the status No, this the isn't what caused quo. the problem with the... No, I mean, this is something else. I thought... So when this M&M culture war thing came out, I thought it was right about here. the statement they put on their package. Right here. They're, they're, people are upset. Apparently, the alt-right is upset that they took the heels off See, of... See, there's your... 
they took the heels off of the female Eminem characters. And they're no longer they're no longer a little sexy. Here's your Do we make this bigger? Does this make it bigger? No, it doesn't make it bigger. For shit sakes. So I mean, okay. Well Look, so here's your brown one that used to have some heels. There's the heels. Now yeah. she got flats. Here's your green one in the little booty bitty boots. Oh yeah, she had go-go boots she's, on. Now she's got tennis shoes. You know, I did not know that the green M&M had white go-go boots on. Now she's in tennis shoes. And what it is, it's all the hicks in Kentucky and Tennessee. And Tucker Carlson. And Arkansas. And Tucker fucking Carlson. Yeah. That can't handle their fake characters for their candy being dressed differently. Yeah, so Tucker Carlson. It's a goddamn made, M&M drawing. <laughs> it's a candy. So so Tucker Carlson apparently said that oh. um, the company, the Hershey Mars company, wasn't going to give up until they'd androgenized women completely. Have you seen Tucker That's what Carlson? He said. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who's fucking androgenized? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh my god. Well, anyway, you can't gonna... look at you cannot look at Tucker Carlson oh, and figure excited. out exactly what you want to I mean, he is the last person or they are the last people <laughs> that should be complaining about gender for anybody because if anybody you can't tell their fucking gender, it's Tucker goddamn Carlson. All right. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's right in his name, he, you know, with the whole gender thing, he must talk, right? Tuck. Just like every, <laughs> just like every every other drag queen. Yeah, wouldn't that we be must something? be a Tucker? Wouldn't that be something that if we lived in a in an alternate universe and Tucker Carlson was actually tucking, that would be funny. All right, so what's your opinion here? The caramel cold brew M M&M? and M. What do you think? I don't like gummy gummy things except for gummy bears. It's gummy. You think it's gummy? Chew on one. Can I have one more to get rid of the dogs? Well, you can't give one of these to the dogs. It's chocolate. Oh, fuck. I give my dog chocolate all the time. I just want one. Mm, take one. Because I can give them each one. All right. So Because they love M&M's. I'm going to tell you right now, I think it tastes like coconut. I got a coconut vibe going on. There here. really is kind of a coconut thing going on there, isn't it? This tastes like coconut. And it's supposed to be... But... Caramel cold brew, first of all, as I bitched about earlier, cold brew is just coffee. I mean, as far as the flavor goes, cold brew coffee doesn't taste any different. I mean, maybe a little hint of chocolate notes, but that's about it. It's coffee. So caramel coffee, but it doesn't taste like caramel coffee at all, actually. Well, I, don't so get the, I don't get the coffee. Anything coffee related is overtaken by... Exactly what you're talking about, like a little coconut action. So it appears that there's a crispy shell... A layer of kind of like... You mean like M&M's. I get M&M's. It's a good... <laughs> Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Yep. Apparently, there's Just like a crispy me. shell. <laughs> and then there's a layer of chewy caramel. Chewy coconut. Ooh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. And that caramel must have Mom's a coffee. Mom's got deep dark chocolate. It's Ooh, chewy coconut. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they've you can get to the... Um, chocolate inner layer but it and at the end of the, the day goo, it tastes the, like coconut. the goo the goo the gooey center so you know this is what really pisses me off is don't they taste these things after they make it they're gonna brand this caramel cold brew and it's supposed to take like caramel and coffee and chocolate but it tastes like coconut 
It does taste coconutty. Tastes like fucking coconut. They really need to get the people that work for us to hear you. Here's a look. Look at this. Look at those sexy, sex, sexy, sexy, sixty boots, and then the te- sneakers. Yeah, that green green M&M, she's just trash. Notice they also took out, they put tights on both her arms and her legs. Like her arms are all of a sudden wearing, she's like wearing a white Well, she was getting a bit of a waddle there going on under the the arms. She's definitely a skinnier M&M now. But, oh, yeah, I tell you, I tell you, this is very. Oh, 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 look at this. Look. That's your boy. There's Tucker. Yeah, click on that. It's the M&M's controversy, and we're looking at an image up. with Tucker. He's all puckering uh, up. He's such a fucking baby. Uh. So, but here's the deal. Why? God, somebody, Why please. Did, he lives in New York. It'd be so easy to accidentally run over him. Please, Why did somebody. this company... Why, why did Mars... Mars, who has M&M's, actually take down their spokes candies. Why, you know, I'm pretty sure Mars Core can uh, can handle this kind of like controversy. I mean, it's a stupid. Which is why they're just staying. Ever. They're just staying quiet and letting everything roll. But, but no, they said they retired their spokes candies and replaced them with Maya Rudolph because everybody loves Maya Rudolph, and that's not going to cause. Oh, but I think any- that was only kind of like a. Wasn't that in and of itself just like a thing? Yeah. Like no, like a like a. I think the candies are actually really there. I've seen them. I've I've seen them since that. Well, I mean, it's, it's because the, because the Maya Rudolph thing failed at the Super Bowl. It's funny. Hugely. It's funny that they say they retire these candies when seriously they're out there in production. What's they're on the bag? There. What's on the bag? What's is on Maya, the bag? Is Maya Rudolph's nope, face Maya's on the bag? Maya's not on the bag. Purple M M&M and M with con- with uh, like you know. I love me some Maya Rudolph. Her show on Apple TV Plus is awesome, but yeah, she's just I mean, not a. This is just. So I'm not. Dumb. I mean, really, what I wish they would have said is, is uh, M&M's or Mars Core basically caved to the alt-right over shoes. How stupid is that? Because that's what they have to worry about. You know, because yeah, so this is the deal. Because all those fuckers living in trailers in the alt-right that don't have jobs and have already depleted all of their unemployment, they have nothing else to do but complain about M&M's candy. Right, right. And make moonshine. Yeah, and around here. Yeah, come and get me, fuckers. Here. I have guns, too. And yeah, you're talking about moonshine in the South, but around here, we're talking about red eye. So they're making red eye around here. So. Ugh. I tell you. Well, no, we're not. We're, you're making red eye by mixing booze with flavorings, as opposed to making moonshine, which is the actual making of the booze. Okay, well, thanks for setting me straight. All well, right. see, I have to do it every episode. <laughs> I'm sure. I should be, ta- I'm I should be sure taking. I'm sure it's what some of our loyal oh, followers live for. I'm sorry. Did your story jump the shark again? <laughs> oh, okay. Burn, burn. All right. Well, let's uh, let's segue away from the purple coconut tasting M M&M and M in white. The, pur- the purple coconut tasting coffee M and M. Whatever they're trying to do, they failed miserably at it. So. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's, Can we so, talk about what we came here to talk about? Yeah, right. Because I mean, it's wanna... really hard to edit all this bullshit out and well, not have it be completely. You can start by that last little dig you gave me about jumping the shark. You can take that right out. Uh, no, that, that's got to stay. Okay. Well, all right. So let's talk about Renfield. We How about you Renfield tell me your name? Uh, my name is Nancy. And I'm Scott. And we are, we are here today to talk about Renfield, Mandalorian, 
and Picard. Second to wow. last episode, season three. Of Renfield? No, but I sure wish. I wish I wish they'd made Renfield a series. Oh that would have been God. awesome. That would have been epic. You'd be talking about it by yourself though. Yeah, probably. But that's you that's alone, so- you alone in the basement ba- in the basement bathroom stall at the museum. Talking <laughs> talk, talking to the playing Takata and Fugue in D minor. That's me in the basement. There you go. With Nicholas Cage talking about Eek. talking about Cage. Eek. Yeah. Yeah. Eek. So Eek. So we went to Renfield. Oh. What did you think? Tell me about Renfield, what you thought of it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It was a fun movie. And that's about it. Well, I mean, some movies are just fun movies. I mean, that's what what was the other one we were talking about even before that? I said, oh, it's a fun movie. Um, I mean, some some movies, that's just the extent of it. That's where you, you know, it's not, you know, you're not talking about character development and, no. you know, all that kind of happy horse shit. Well, I mean, the nice thing about Renfield is that the characters are already developed. We have... You know, Dracula's developed. The character of Renfield is developed. We have a healthy See, backstory. I've never heard sense. of the Renfield character. Are you kidding until, me? What? Until the you know the ads came out for it. What really? I didn't know Dracula had a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, so and Renf- then I didn't and I didn't know Renfield had uh, an Asian cop as a friend either. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. Well, you Asian- said all the characters are developed. <laughs> The Asian cop is, and, and the Mexican on a, cartel on a, on a is not. What's her name? It's Aquafina. Oh, my. Oh, my. Aquafina. Oh, Aquafina. Aquafina. And for the record, this is the first Spoken time, apparently. Spoken like, but not spelled like the water. Aquafina. Scott was like, is that the gal? Is that the Asian lady that was driving the driving the ambulance and cocaine bear? I thought she kind of looked like her. Okay. But not knowing either actress... Nor having a vested interest in them. Oh, I'm sorry if I thought it was the same person. Yeah. Which set me straight. Or at least forward. Straight. I don't think that Renfield and Aquafina, her name was Quincy in the show, I believe her name was Quincy. I don't think they had good chemistry at all. I don't feel like they had good chemistry. No, but I mean, they, they, I don't think they were really intended to. I kind of wish they had left. They there had no, left. There was no leaven on screen or otherwise. I don't know. I guess they kind of had to have a car- a cop character. I don't know that they needed to have two cop characters because I thought the whole thing with oh, her sister. Well, her sister was a cop too. Was well, her more sister of a was F- her sister was FBI. Her sister was FBI. I think they could have had one or the other. They didn't need two cop characters because they didn't develop. The, the sister that was in the FBI very well, and she was just kind of like bait. She just kind of became like a token bait. She was the convenient. I'm trying to think what they call it, not a trope or whatever in a in a in a TV show or a movie. She was that convenient there because like she needed to have the DNA sample on the the bloody pen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so how would a cop who walks a beat or does nothing but do DUI checks get a DNA test done? He or she, he or she, never will be able to. But if he or she has a sibling who's with the FBI, then you might be able to get that done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I think the sister was probably just there as a right. And then plus there was the, the proverbial, "Do you want to join me, or do you want to watch your sister die?" Yeah, kinda, right. You know that whole 
evil ha thing at the end. Yeah. Choose between good or evil type situation. Yeah. Choose between your sister or me. Right. I uh, I really liked the introdu- the introduction to the history of Dracula with Renfield. I really liked that they did that. Oh, how they did it like it was a, like a 1930s kind of flashback to yeah. Bella. Lugosi. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. That was good. Yep. I I so I'm a huge huge Nicolas Cage fan and have been most of my you life. You are. I am. Have been a big Nicolas Cage fan almost my entire right, life. I forget. Are you sitting on a towel? No. <laughs> Too bad. We, we got to get you a towel. <laughs> yeah, you right. in my chairs. I'm not. <laughs> but uh, what I find. Um, Interesting is when I first heard that Cage was going to play Dracula, I was like, "No, don't do that. That's bad casting." But just holy, like when they, just wow. like when they were almost cast him as Superman, that would have also oh. been bad casting. Oh. That would have been bad casting. But boy, did he ever sell the hell out of Dracula? He he even looked like Bella Lugosi. He sold the hell out of this. Yes. out of a comic version yeah, of Dracula. He did. Had it, he had did. it meant to be. Serious, he would have flopped. Well, possibly, but I think uh, the the makeup and special effects and everything they did to make him look like Bella Lugosi from the er- earliest version. Can we talk was, about the teeth? Good. The teeth, yeah. Bring bring up the teeth. I thought the teeth were cool. I thought it was they were stupid because I mean, it, it was was he a trout or a barracuda or a <laughs> or a perch? Yes. You know, or Definitely was he a was he a vampire? I've never seen. He actually. If you're a Stargate fan, he looked like a wraith from Stargate. They have pointy teeth all the way across. Klingon, maybe it was part Klingon. They have pointy teeth all the way across. But I've never seen a vampire that had pointy teeth all the way across. They just yeah. kind of have their no, you're, you're their right. canines they, that do all the, yeah. the busy work. And they come. They don't always. They're not always out. Those teeth are always out, and they're always there. Well, but then he had his two canine ones that grew right. ridiculously long at the end when they went through right. Renfield's like hands and he Dracula. pulled them out of his face. Yeah, no, they definitely uh, made a choice. I would say they made a distinct choice with the teeth on um, him. And um, I, I would say the focus on the teeth was a little bit over overly done too. There, it's just like, can we uh, can we pan away from the teeth and Nick's beautiful eyes into Nick's oh my God. eyes instead? His beautiful eyes. <laughs> well, there's a good picture of him as as Dracula with that red jacket on. You said you liked that red kind of smoking jacket. I did not say I liked that red smoking jacket. I said. Nice jacket. Nice jacket. <laughs> which is an oh. entirely different. Oh, and speaking of jackets, and and after which, jackets. after which you said well, it's probably his. <laughs> it probably is his. He's like really into jackets. That's one of that's well, one of his. This signature. one comes with pants. Right. Well, it's clearly like a smoking jacket, and it was pretty. He looks red. like he's out of a '60s it's Batman like a red TV episode. Velvet. Yeah, it kind of. He kind of looks like the like Joker. Joker there. But one of his most iconic lines from a movie comes from the movie Wild at Heart, where he wore his own snakeskin leather jacket that he had bought at a thrift store. And he's got this fantastic line. He's like, did I ever tell you that this here jacket represents a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. And I mean, Red Rock, not Red Rock West, Wild at Heart, and Laura Dern's in that. And that's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Um, every one that I haven't seen. 
is my oh favorite. Oh my, not one. You can't cough up one. I hate, damn him. Movie. I hate him. You hate him? No. I think, he's a, I, I, think he's a, I think he's a terrible actor. Well, yeah, you, he did a good job in this movie. He stumbled his way through it. He did like not. Like a champ. He didn't like a champ. stumble his way through I this I guess movie. probably Renfield is my favorite one. Oh, boy. Okay. Because it's literally the only one I've ever paid to go see. How's that? So it has oh. to be my favorite one. Do you know? Do you know? Because I've only you, ran into him on cable TV. If you were to throw out a number as to how many movies Zero. Nicolas Cage has been in, how many movies has he done? In his um, too many. <laughs> well, it's 107. He's been in 107 movies. And 110 of them were shit. There's 107 of them. Not and 110 of them were shit. Well, he's got five upcoming films. What are you going to do if they cast him in Star Trek? So does the cat that does the food commercial got something <laughs> coming up? <laughs> oh man, it's um, worse than I thought it would become be. Become a Star Wars fan, I guess. <laughs> no. No, dear. Okay. I'm gonna be just like all those other Trek nerds that I can't stand. I'll lose my shit and complain about it on the internet. And and nobody will be care be care because my opinion doesn't matter. Because it's not my script and I don't not my script and I don't get to decide who gets hired. Well, okay. So that's the way I would look if at we it. don't want to talk about Cage, then let's talk about the the guy we can who talk played about Renfield. The movie, yeah, but we don't have to. Nicholas is Holt. Is that how we pronounce his name? It's H O U L T. And we found out. I I Hot enjoyed Holt. reading his IMDb. He was in another Cage movie called The Weatherman, which I I can't speak to. I haven't seen The Weatherman, although I own the damn movie, which is weird. Wait, but what? You own the movie? You I haven't own the seen movie it? and haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I think oh, I picked child. it up like in a $5 bin or something. So he is also oh, in. Were you, re- were you reaching because you thought it said Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy it. Sometimes I pick up Cage I mean, movies. You know, $5 bin. I figured that's where it was. So uh, he was in uh, the movie Warm Bodies, which is a zombie film. I've not seen that. He's oh, that's in, right. Yeah. I forgot that was him. That was yeah. actually good. He plays the lead role. I've heard it. He's a good zombie movie. that's like totally zombified. Yeah. But he completely think, thinks like like the person yeah. so he sits there and he he he's it's narrated by him mm-hmm. through his mind even while his body is doing shit that he doesn't want it to do like his body will go attack somebody he's like no no stop 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 because he's starting to something's happening he's bouncing back and he's starting to become human again yeah I, I think it sounds, it's actually it a sounds cute like a good movie. I it, wish I'd seen it it's now. It's a cute little date movie. I wish I'd seen it now. He's also in Mad Max Fury Road, which I didn't know what his character was in that. He's in the X-Men. Oh, he was, of- one of the, he was one of the guys that was like driving all the cars. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds stupid. But, you know, you're to say, oh, you know, he was one of the guys that was fucked up on drugs. He was one of the, he was one of the guys that was like covered in white and was seriously was driving and getting all high and was screaming and all that guy? kind of stuff. Well, technically a bad guy because he worked for the guy that had the weird mask. Did you, you saw? Did you see Mad Max for your own? Oh yeah. Because okay, so you remember the guy that had the weird mask, right? Kinda like he, he was one of his guys. Okay. And then X Men, bunch of X Men movies as Beast, and that that yep. is really probably how I recognize him because I had forgotten after, about after the I pointed movie. it out. Yeah, after you pointed it out, right? Mm-hmm. It took me a while. I completely. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, who, why I know this person from somewhere. I know this from, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, it looks like he's in the menu. Oh, that's a new one. The menu. 
just recently came out, not that oh, that's long right. ago. With uh, Voldemort. <laughs> there he is right here. There he is. Oh, yeah. He looks he, he looks stone cold crazy. And well, because he's like totally doing yeah. mass. They're doing massive amounts of drugs. And uh, he's bald. And well, that's not him. He dies. If I remember right. Like 85 other people do. Right. Die. Yeah. And then, and then there's the, well, you got the bad, the bad guy with the goofy mask. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie, too. It was actually surprisingly good. Mad Max itself was, I always kind of thought was a bit of a dud, but it was, it was, it was, it was a product of the time, right? Well, you know that it came out, the, except mean, for except for Thunderdome. Let's be honest. Well, Thunderdome. I was mean, awesome. you have to distinguish between Mad Max, which is movie one, and The Road Warrior, which is movie two. So you're probably thinking Road Warrior. I'm thinking of the one that's called Mad Max Thunderdome. Yeah, that's that's three. That's the third movie, and it was the best. Yeah, third and final of the, the Mel Gibson versions. Yeah. It was the best. It was simply the best. Two men go in. Because it was the one with Tina Turner. Two men go in and Tina Turner was the bad guy. Raggedy man. Raggedy man. Yeah. This was kind of cool. I mean, everybody, I think everybody likes Thunderdome the best. I, I mean, I did this, I did this whole thing where I have to watch the original Mad Max just to, because I, you know, I started with. Road Warrior and the original Mad Max is really hard to sit through. Uh, it's, it's actually really hard to boring, sit isn't it? Well, it's boring up until a certain point, but it's 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 just like one of those movies where they they made it and it was a, it was sort of a cult favorite, and so then they thought we're gonna we're gonna you know make this a bigger, better version. And I I don't I don't know how to explain it other than that. I certainly will say I do like Mel Gibson better as Mad Max than I do. Um, what's his name that we're looking at right there right now? Season oh. Venom to Tom Hardy. Yep. Yeah, Tom Hardy. I like. I mean, who? I. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Mel Gibson fan. So. So why don't you like the Jews? Stop! I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I I think you can be. I didn't realize I was sitting across the table from an anti-Semite. No, I think you can be a fan of an actor, and who's and his work, and I not a fan of him, the person. Disassociate their body of work from themselves. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Again, I'm just. I'm just fucking. I don't know. And I mean, I wish he hadn't said that. That was unnecessary. He 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 shouldn't have those feelings. Eighteen thousand times he said that. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't. Every time he opens his yap, he. Digs himself deeper. You know, I mean, work through your bias, Mel. Deal with it. Well, wasn't that the whole reason he did the Passion of the Christ? Because he was like trying to, Gosh, you know, the, I don't the know. dirty Jews. And then he, so he d- does a movie about Christ. Who was a Jew? Yeah, just in case you're make not, any sense. In case you're not aware, Jesus I, was a Jew. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that and... And uh, quite honestly, I mean, I know it sounds terrible. I had I sometimes forget about that. And um, but but Hollywood didn't. They kind of blacklisted. They, well, that's right. They had cans of spray paint too, or something. They, right. They went. They spray paint themselves in Mad Max, and then, and then inhale it. Yeah. All right. Enough about that. So you know, um, the movie was fun. It was fun. It was. Very the, bloody. It's really bloody, and they do they do something really super. Oh, I told you. I said it was blood. like watching Spartan again. 
Sparta. Spart- or no, not, you Sparta, know, Spartacus. Um, Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus had like a lot of blood And it was that ridiculous fake amount of, of blood right. that no possible, like you said, there's not that much blood in their body. There's not much blood in the human body that yeah. it comes gorging out of yeah. them. Like which a, is which made it fun. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of... They noticed in... Um, in Renfield, everybody that's a bad guy, including the cops, because they, they make a point to say that all the cops are dirty, except for Aquafina, and they all die. They literally all die. And really a lot, almost everybody dies in the movie, but then they resurrect them with, with the good guys, with Dracula blood at the end. Right, because the, all the guys that are in the, um, the prayer circle. Right. Or the, uh, <laughs> not the prayer circle, but the... the the group, the well, group therapy, the therapy group. It was the they group. were running out of it out of a church, which is interesting. Yeah, but was, they're running out. Oh, of they're a off, they're often run out of churches. Yeah, right. It's true. Well, when I used to go to AA. It was always in a church. Mm-hmm. Well, AA is our religious group therapy experience. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work for me either. So, group therapy experience. Yeah. That's the way I look at religious it. Religious or not, AA is pretty much the most popular group therapy it is which is ridiculous but i'm not we're not here for that all right we're not here for scott's opinion yeah i don't like i don't like i don't like to push my opinion on people especially especially during this podcast you know me and i just kind of i just kind of like to fade into the background do my thing listen to what you have to say so uh, we should also bring up the little switches and click the little buttons we should also bring up the actress from the expanse who plays Bella Francesca, and I am going to totally um, just rip her name to shreds. Shora Ogdashlu, I believe is how you pronounce it. But right Where away, when we saw the uh, mom, where's my mom? Because <laughs> that one character is like well, the always fun- asking for his mom. Well, She's the funny one. thing was, you know, I need to, you need to meet my mother or whatever the hell. You need to meet my mother. Yeah, that's yeah, great. And he's a, he's just had a mommy, sort of a mommy complex throughout the whole movie. Yeah, she's, oh, I lost it. How to tell when cake is done. That's not really what I'm here for. But. Well, I didn't. So you love The Expanse and I only made it. Okay, no, we need to. We, okay, we need to. I like The Expanse. Here she is. Shorei Agadashio, something like that. She's 70 years old. That was kind of cool. I didn't know, I didn't know she was I'm that 50. old. I'm 50. I'm 50 years old. Yeah, well, she's 70. Um, and then she was also the Admiral in Star Trek that was going to promote Kirk. Mm. See, and I don't remember that, but I what? do remember her from a few things. Yeah. She was the, she was the one that was... Uh, Really? I don't I don't remember her okay. in I believe, in uh I believe it. Star Trek, but you know, I probably saw her, but I just don't remember her. Well, I mean, if you saw the movie then you did, you know. Yeah. So She was she was at like there at that station. You know where where the Enterprise was getting all fixed. Talking to she was talking to Kirk cuz he was he was he he was like I want to I think I want to retire or not retire he didn't want to have a didn't want to have a ship anymore he was tired oh, of me yeah this is in the Calvin timeline yeah all right okay yeah and it was like he was he was over the <laughs> well he you was know he was he was over the I, you know being out there and everything's going and going and going and going and she was gonna yeah I hate to point this out to you but this woman is seventy years old and when you said when you say she's in a movie with Kirk I was assuming Shatner not 
Pine. Oh, Kirk. yeah. Kirk sucks, though. Stop it. That's enough. Yeah. Or not Kirk sucks. Shatner sucks. Sorry. Ask every member of his cast from the yeah, TV so show. Yeah, so he was kind of a jerk. Apparently, we're talking about jerks tonight. We're talking about... What's up with that? I don't know. You've been bringing him up. I mean, well, I guess well, I kind we... of brought up Mel Gibson, and then you reminded me that he's a jerk, and I'd forgotten he was a jerk, because yeah. apparently, apparently I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, should we watch that and re- review that? I haven't seen that in a long time. Review what? The jerk. The jerk? Oh, God. I haven't watched that in forever. Uh, me either. I was watching Smokey and the Bandit upstairs. Yeah, you've been kicking it old school because last week I found you watching another old school movie. What was that called? My graduation. No, no, it was a sci-fi. It was a sci-fi show, or it was a TV. Space nineteen ninety nine. Space nineteen ninety nine. Which, by the way, was not filmed in nineteen ninety nine at all. It was not. It was like nineteen seventy nine. You want to just? Um, what do you it think? Was, it was shortly after Star Wars as well. Well. Since we are, um, are, we, are we ready to transition Renfield away was from fun. Renfield? Renfield yeah. was fun. Still doesn't make what's-his-name a good actor. I think it makes him a better actor, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to okay. fight you on this. No, there's no reason. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a good it movie. Was, it was a fun movie. Not as fun as Cocaine Bear. No, it truly wasn't as fun as Cocaine Bear. Few things will be as fun as Cocaine Bear. We yeah. should do some cocaine and then watch Cocaine Bear. There's, you know, I ironically, there's a lot of cocaine in Renfield. There was, there was multiple references. There was, well, cocaine. there was a surprising amount in the, what, what's his name? The, uh, what was his name? Logan Lo, Lo, Lobos. The, Lobos. The Lobos family. Character. Yeah. yeah. Well, the guy, the son. He threw away all the cocaine in the beginning. He was throwing it at the cops. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they apparently have some. They, they were buried in cocaine. I mean, the very final scene of the movie is they show that whole wall of cocaine. That's oh, funny. It was funny. Yeah. yeah a person yeah, should wa- do some cocaine and then watch Cocaine Bear. We are. Uh, not that I would um, ever suggest anybody do cocaine. Yeah. I but was if you're going to, then you should watch Cocaine Bear afterwards. I'm, I was just going to say, we're not. We're not doing, nobody's doing cocaine here. Don't get you thinking. You could do some medicinal marijuana um, and then we watch Cocaine Bear. No. Let me know. Well, I'm I think not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it right now. You get to do that. I'm, I will not be doing that. So, well. Anyway, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It's worth your, it's worth the price of admission for a matinee. Put it that way. Right. And as was, we said, it was like back to the, you want to talk about old school movies. It was only a little over an hour <laughs> Hour and a half long. We were it talking about how movies, movies were forty-one minutes. Movies long. were always ninety minutes long. We were talking yeah. about that. And you know what? One hour and forty minutes long was long enough for this movie. Absolutely. They told a they told a succinct story in yep. in a decent yep. amount of time. Yep. I mean, I saw like I know you didn't go with with me to see Dungeons and Dragons, but it was like two and a half hours long, and it was. Towards the end, it was just like enough already. Yeah, you guys could trimmed. You could have trimmed the fat on this movie. Well, easy. it's it's fucking Action Jackson that started all that bullshit, and his his uh, Lords of the Fly of the Dragon of the Golem of the Wizards. Oh, movies. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Action Jackson. Well, his name's Jackson. You mean the director. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> okay. And he decided every movie's got to be three fucking hours long. Yeah. And you know, movies. They there were movies in the day like Gone with the Wind, and um, that's one example of one movie. I think it's like four hours long. They had an intermission. I mean, they were kind enough to give you after two hours a pee break. It's like and get some snacks. Stupid. It's so stupid. 
Nobody. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are sitting out there that have hemorrhoids. <laughs> are you speaking they, for yourself? And they, are you talking about yourself? I have. <laughs> I have, I have I'm not, not anymore. But there are people that got to stand up. You got an itchy bum or what? <laughs> I don't have an itchy bum. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's true. I mean, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, people just get restless. You have to go to the bathroom. You, you get distracted. You're have, not paying attention anymore. They have anymore. restless hemorrhoid syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. Our do your do your, do your hemorrhoids start twitching in the middle of the night? <laughs> do you have restless hemorrhoid syndrome? <laughs> no. God. Ouch. <laughs> I am okay. I'm so sorry for your pain. Mm. Well, I'm fine. We um are we ready to transition away from Renfield to something else? Yeah, should we? Uh, and I'd like to uh, transition to my next little little stunt. Take it away. I, oh, you um, got a stunt? Yeah, I got a stunt for this one. We have for for this <sighs> section of our podcast, we're gonna transition into the Mandalorian, and we're gonna do an unboxing. A little bit of an unboxing. Oh, you had mentioned something about that. Yeah. yeah. So I brought you something that I found at Dollar Tree. It better be a lightsaber. <laughs> but it was the expensive part of Dollar Tree, if the five dollar part. So if it's not um, a lightsaber, I don't want it. I am presenting my <gasps> friend. I'm, is that really who it is? Yeah, I'm presenting you with I'm a five dollar Bocaton Creed action figure in a box. See, and they, they actually have the Dollar Disney Tree. licensing for this. Yeah. You know, for this, then I can do use a 3D camera. We can model this. We know how to paint it. And then we can sell it at your craft shop. We're not going to paint that. It's already painted. At no, least I, I think can, no, it is. We can, I can model this with a 3D camera. And I can print all of our own on the 3D printer. And sell them at your craft shows. So, and then have Disney come after us. This is what I found to be so unusual about... You got this at the Dollar Tree? I got this at Dollar Tree. And it was, <sighs> believe me, literally the only Star Wars action figure there. Like, I would assume if they, they were selling... They didn't have no, Boba Frick? They had 20 no, Boba Frick? No, they had 20 Bo-Katans, but no Din Djarin's, no Grogu, no... Oh wow, it's like in a super sealed bag. So it's in a box and then it's in a sealed bag. In a box in a bag. And now the dogs think it's a snack. The dogs snack. think it's a snack. It looks like it's... it looks like a bag of from mac and cheese. I, I was <laughs> I'm kinda, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say uh, Oh that's a pretty good action figure. That's actually is. not bad. That's good. And the arms even move. Does their helmet come off? Nope. nope. Okay. This is the so. way. This is the way. See, yeah. That, that's, to see, it's not a... It's not a bad guys, action not, figure at all. It's not a food. It's not food. You guys all good? Well, all right. And so... Um, Actually, yeah, I'm yeah, surprised. It's not bad. It's not bad. Five, five dollars. Oh, she twists. You can, <laughs> you can twist her midriff like the exorcist if you want to. because <laughs> her... She asked her because the head yeah, doesn't move. Yeah, head doesn't pop head doesn't, head doesn't move. Mmm. <gasps> I think oh, she has a visible bad. penis line. No, she doesn't. She's she's got an articulated line. Her joints move. Her legs move. Probably she got a line in her. Oh, she got a. Does her, she have a crotch. cod piece on? <laughs> no, she got a line in there though. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's nice, nice. Thanks. It's actually a pretty good action figure. Um, you sure they don't have a Boba Frick? pack? No, no, uh, no. They had literally just just her, and I thought it was very strange, but. Uh, uh, Scott revealed a week or so ago that uh, Katie Sackhoff is like uh, the one, the one that would get him to switch teams. So 
Um, we're pretty excited about that. So I thought, well, that's I found awesome. this. I found that's this action. Awesome. Oh, she's freestanding. Look, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. You can. She can freestand. Not a lot of like single. No, a lot of them are. Yeah, can. you're right. They they follow usually probably because they have like a mold thing right. on the bottom. Right. Oh, See, so she has little got great feet. carved out feet. She's got, yeah. great, she's got nice feet. Oh, nice feet. You nice know, a big boots. feet. You know, a big feet, man. Right. Oh, this is great. This is much oh, she, better I mean, than I And thought. she stands as well. Not even, like, yeah. barely stands. Right. So, you know. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Oh, but I still want to bob a frick. I mean, that's not a... I mean, nothing off... I'm not taking anything away from this. But I want what they make. They make a big one that actually is interactive and actually talks oh, and does stuff. Oh, that's great. I mean, I love... I, I, you know, me, I've got a... I've got a whole science fiction collection of random You do. Crap. And I don't, I don't have a bunch of stuff. I got my little... And I, I have, love. I have my um, two Star Trek ships over there. That's it. A lot of people don't, you know, don't want to pick up loose action figures because they don't have the box, they don't have the wrapping. I love loose action figures because I feel like, you know, if you like, if you like a specific. Oh, character, you mean oh not? the whole horseshit about right, keeping them in the box, the box, and all that business. Well, there, I did, did you ever see the um, um, episode of uh, Big Bang Theory? Oh yes, with oh, with yeah. with. Okay. Uh, with Spock and the transporter action. Yep. Did you see that mm -hmm. one? That was awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good. And that's the way they are. That's the way those yeah. super nerds oh, are, super, man. Super collectors are like that. Now, <sighs> it's one thing if you can see the action figure through the box. That's great. I mean, that works. I have plenty of action figures that are still in the box. But um, I like to pick up a rando loose figure every once in a while because, first of all, You've got super. rando Calrissian? No, I don't. Actually, I don't have Lando Rando Rando Calrissian is one of my other favorites. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a loose action figure that I have that I absolutely love. I have a couple of, um, I don't know, I've, I've just various from everything. And uh, I have a really great original C-3PO. Uh, little tiny, little tiny Star Wars C-3PO, but it's not in the box. It's not worth anything anymore. But I remember there's a Buffy episode where um, a couple of the nerdy kids in Buffy uh, are based. <laughs> Spike is holding their C-3PO action figure hostage and he's going to pop their head off. If, if that pop that C-3PO head off if they don't talk. It's a great moment oh, in the show. I love that. I love any F references to action figures in never, popular culture. They're funny. I never watched the show. Well, I mean, a lot of people make fun of adults collecting toys. No, I'm just no. I'm just saying. I never. But I don't, because I do. I never. Well, I never watched. I haven't the faintest idea why I agreed to this. I don't have headphones on. Is it playing? Is it playing? Can you help us with this? Oh, there's your favorite Google alien. It's Bobby Frick. Is it playing? I don't have my headphones on. It's playing, yeah. Okay, it's playing. Zori? Is yeah, this it's Bobby Frick. This is not the one. Just so you're aware. Is that a Power Ranger talking to them? That's part of the expanded Disney universe. Can you make him No, it's his one of his friends. It looks like a Power Ranger. Yes, but it will cause a complete memory. But it's not the one that's. Bad baby. No, it's crazy. Just wait, just wait. Bad baby. 
Bad baby. Bad baby. Bad baby. That's funny. No squeezy bad baby. That's funny. That was a good, that <laughs> yeah. was really good. And that's, yeah. the, so that's not Babu Frick, but Well, that's I still... wrote down the name of the alien race. <laughs> bad baby. And maybe you can beat me to These it, guys, yeah. they're like the Artellans or Artellians or something like that. I wrote them down. Artellians. I forget their name. Huh. Yeah. Just when I need it. Um, and no, and Zelen. Okay. Yeah. I so I was saying, our, so I was like, our Tellens or our Tellens, and no, they're Anzellens. Anzellens, yep. So I got a profound, no, that's not even close. We're hoping, well, that's all right. I just knew I'd that's write it down. Right. No, and I knew you wrote it down too because I remember when you did. Yeah, they're funny. They're funny. Um, yeah, they are. They are droid smiths, is what they're called. They're big, famed yeah. to claim. They're famed to claim. Well, and in. Oh, really, the most recent episode of Mando, they they make, they create. So episode 23, The Spies, I wrote down Grogu's new ride is an IG-12 revamped droid. Yeah, and that's the one that they pulled out of the... It was IG-11 yep. that they turned into IG-12 yep. with the revamp. I and they was, pulled him right out of the statue on the front steps. Of, right, right. You know, I was listening to another podcast. They were all bent out of shape because they thought it was disrespectful and to have <laughs> what? Grogu. See these? I mean, disrespectful. Somebody, these, this is this. Those fuckers. It's not even real. It's not even real. Know, How they, can they, they disrespect something that's not real? They gotta at least fucking go to Target once in a while and get out in the sunlight. You know. <laughs> I mean, how do they get there? I suppose they order all this shit from Amazon so they don't even have to go outside to get their... Yeah, it's I mean, but be, it's, yeah, I think you're looking, you're facing your future now. You oh, just talked no, about all I your Amazon face you. No, I, I mean, that's a different story. That's so I can make a little money on the side. But it's the... Yeah, it's the whole, you know, using the husk of IG-11 for, you know, for Grogu to have a, you know, a hot rod or whatever, you know, walk around in, which and it's just like, whatever. It was... Comedy, it was levity. The whole the whole point of it was for levity. Well, <laughs> as far as yeah, I'm concerned. I, know. I think part of the point is to get Grogu out of his little baby bassinet that he's flying in. And they're they're trying to do some things to age him up a little. Like, yeah, you know, well, and this thing that I was watching was they did that whole thing so that he'd be able to stop the fight between the two Mandalorians on the boat. That's the whole point of this. When he could have done it with the force. <laughs> that was this. That was the complaint on this podcast, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, you really, you really think oh, the writers really? were thinking? Okay, we want Grogu to interrupt two guys that are fighting over a ham sandwich on the boat, and we need to figure out a way to do it. And so we got a, yeah. a hundred year old baby that knows the Jedi or knows the Force. Knows the Force. Yeah. Um. No, let's stick him in a robot husk so that he can walk around going, no, no, I, I no, mean, I, no, okay. no, or yes, yes, yes. 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 That was, I thought and that was also fun to show him. But I mean, to like, think that they did that whole fucking thing just so he could stop the fight is just yeah, stupid. That, I, well, I wouldn't be listening to that podcast ever again. That's ridiculous. Well, fortunately, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes you get somebody, never mind. Yeah. You, get, you get guests. Oh, it was a guest. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Hopefully, one of these days soon, we're going to have a guest. And <laughs> we're not going to be able to control If that you ever get your up. shit together and I'm gonna get, the, get I'm gonna it coordinated, we're going we're gonna to try our... Because, lady, ladies and germs, we we can take phone calls. We can take callers. And so we're going to do a call-in 
guest if she gets her shit together. Oh, I'm going to have to soon. So it's on my next to do list. I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff to do. All right. So so let's talk about we're we're talking about two episodes now of Mando because we haven't um, we haven't talked about the last two episodes at all. Have we? Um, yeah, we, the last, well, the last one we did was, I want to say five. Well, so there's chapter 22, Guns for Hire, and chapter 23, The Spies, and we have not podcast about either of them, so. Yeah, which was before them. But I wrote down something. I gotta know, I gotta know by by name. On Guns for Hire, I wrote down something about the fish people, and I'm like, I don't. Fish people apprehended by Mandalorians. Do you even remember what that was about? Just hang on once. So, yeah, the pirate was the last one we talked about. Yeah, episode five. Um, so in so what now? Well, in Guns for Hire had all the guest stars. It had Lizzo. It had Jack Black. Yep. And yep. the big reveal, I think, according to the internet, nobody really cares about Jack Black. It's, it's all about Doc Brown from Back to the Future. No, it's about boy. fucking Lizzo. Oh, was it? You think Lizzo got the big... Depends upon which side of the internet you live on. Well, I was... I mean, but that that's actually, I'm, to me, being snarky, but that actually kind of... Whoever, you know, Jack Black, Lizzo, Doc Brown... Yeah, it depends upon where you troll the internet. Whichever ones you think would be bigger. Well, I didn't see anything pop up about Lizzo. I saw Jack Black. That's because you troll you troll the wrong part of the internet then. Oh, okay. Well, see, Mr. that's Hell just my, that's just my point. Is that they're all they were all three big three big names. Whoever you give a shit about is whoever you give a shit about. True. Yeah. I thought it was cool to have all three of them there. Yeah, and I was, I, was kind of a lot for one episode. You know, well, yeah, dumping them all, dumping all that star power in one episode is. You're right there. Um, Jack Black and Lizzo were perfect together because they were kind of, you know, living on a planet in all kind of like almost like they were insulated from the I mean, they were just kind of in their own little fantasy world, you know, in a way, you know, away from the Empire, away from anything. Pro- you know, the world over here and everything's just fine and dandy and great. And, you know, nothing wrong over here. Hide, hiding in the corner in our own little corner of the galaxy. Well, you had a big issue in this episode with Nepenthe. <laughs> I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, you kind of than, brought it up. Well, like, I mean, Star uh, Wars stole Star the name. Wars they stole, stole the, the name. name. Yep. Because uh, also known as a planet where Riker and Troy um, live and went. And that's when they had their, like, Trek. they had their, like, where their son pizza, died. Where they had their uh, wood fire pizza yeah. oven. <laughs> they went there. They <laughs> went there in the series because there was supposed to be something with the planet where they thought it would save their son, which it didn't. Mm. So and it was the planet Nepenthe. Yeah, and this there was Nepenthe was the the goop that the 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 droids drank. Yeah, they, they had a bar. They had a whole droid bar where they went yeah. drink. Now, now, do, good so, thing we didn't have any droid sex. Do that droids? Been bad. Did droids like they take time off? Like they get off work and they go to the bar? I was really trying to. I was kind of <laughs> wondering really about that, that myself because I'm thinking that. that's weird. Yeah, right. So they have like. Do they have like droid condos? I don't know. I mean, do they they like live their own lives after they get done with work and they just show up every day and that seems very like that doesn't that doesn't seem right. Well, it would be like a kind of like a such <laughs> a droid condo would be like a uh, who was the Did you ever watch um uh oh shit, what was the I can't believe I can't remember it. The the cartoon about in the future. It was a spinoff from 
The Simpsons. The same same guy that did the... The Jetsons? No. It's the same guy that did The Simpsons. Did Futurama. The, Futurama, thank yeah. you. And uh, what was the robot's name again? Oh, my God. Why did uh, he bring bu- this up? Bu- I know. Bu- what was his ben- name? Bender. Ben- Bender. Yeah, so, Bender. Jeez, I can't believe it took me that long to think Me either. So but what, made me, what made me wonder about it was if... Um, Star Wars droids. Are Star Wars droids. I mean, if and, they're yeah. if they're if they're going to the bar and everything, you know, do do they have do do they live wherever it is the hell they, they live, and do they have like there we go, robot arms apartments? <laughs> with ben. so this is this has got to be like what the droids had. I mean, if they're going to the bar, you know, I've never even seen a robot apartment think. before. Come on in. I'll and so when you check out, his, come on, check out his pad. There we go. <laughs> I love Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> he barely even gets the door closed. That's <laughs> a, a fucking phone booth. Let's see where to start. So that's what you that's what you got for. This is a TV area. <laughs> robot now apartments. Over there is the breakfast nook. So that would be and a little bit where you'll be living, which is great, because till now it's, it's just awesome. been wasted space. It's kind of. It's a not even a closet, basically. It's like small. It was like smaller than a closet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's an interesting thing that they didn't really. I mean, the 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 droids just go to the bar and do whatever. I guess get in a penthe. <laughs> uh. Get a penthe that's laced with what was they call micro droids. Everything's gonna be a droid. Nano droids. Nano droids. Why can't they say yeah, bot? Says, Why can't they say bot? I like wrote that down. Nano droids in the nepenthe. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Interesting. Well, that's better. Yeah. So the Bender situation here, and then um, this this episode really, I thought I thought personally, I thought this was kind of a worthless episode. I this is a throwaway episode to me, but we did find out at the very end that Bo-Katan gets the dark saber back. She gets the dark saber back. Right, which is not. I mean, that's a big part of it. So I wouldn't really call it a throwaway episode. No, I mean, but I just don't feel like, like, to, to me, all the other episodes have been pretty chock full of stuff. And this one really kind of wasn't. Well, there was. And then what was the, I mean, there was the two pieces. She got the Darksaber back. And because of that, then she got her position back. So those are two pretty big. Yeah. I mean, one was tied, one true. was, one was tied to the other, you know. It's true, though. You know, she's being, uh, she's told that she gets to go off and bring the Mandalorians together as one tribe. Yeah. And that is a, okay, so. So is this show about Din Djarin or is it about Bo-Katan? Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. because, and we haven't talked about this, yeah, but there's, um, there's been talk, you know, if, I mean. If you jump on YouTube or wherever the hell it is that you might go, that is kind of alluding to how Din Djarin is becoming more of a, almost be, starting to move into the, they're moving him into the background in a way. He's totally in the background. He's been in the background for like three episodes now. Because everything's moving towards, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with trying to rebuild the, the whole Melandadorian, Mandalorian mm-hmm. thing um, that he may be, you know, that the Mandalorian may not be a may be about the Mandalorians going forward. 
But I mean, who knows? They've yeah. they also didn't Disney also announced that you know one of the movies that they have coming up is going to be the culmination of the Mandalorian series, the Ahsoka series, or whatever. You know, it will. It's a movie that will kind of answer a lot of these. These shows are going to feed into that movie. Well, everything feeds. You got to watch absolutely everything now to figure out whatever's coming in. The and that future. that that so. came up because now, if you the way they're the way they're planning things with their new uh, Star Wars universe, if you don't watch these these series, yeah. you are. Well, I'm already you know, so I'm in already in the dark because I didn't watch Clone Wars, and that to me is like one of the biggest issues that but, I have. But but the big the big you just you want to start now. Because the big the big thing that you would miss with Clone Wars is watching Ahsoka. That's that's right. that's the feeder on that. So if you go watch the Clone Wars now, then you'll be good to go with watching Ahsoka. And good from because from what I heard on the webs, that you and I'll need to do the same thing too because I've seen I've seen some episodes of it, but I haven't you know watched everything. Right. Um, according, I mean, just according to what I read, was there are some things because they do some deep dive stuff. That you people will be people may be quite lost. Oh yeah, people are gonna with be a, lost. with with Ahsoka. So, I mean, specifically, the whole th- point was with Ahsoka, and it's tied to the Clone Wars because, like, General Thrawn and all this kind of stuff. That was that's not, that name is in no Star Trek lore as far as movies go, and it wasn't until this lap, last episode of Mandalorian that you heard it on any of the shows. Now there, it was Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. You know, yeah. And he was a big character, I guess, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So a person, fortunately, those are 20, 25 minute shows, you know, so a person can go back and watch those in bites. Right. So. Well, um, so we transition into uh, chapter 23, The Spies. I, I looked so hard in the net to find this because I swear. Where at the beginning of this episode that I heard an instrumental version of Nine Inch Nails had like a hole. I swear it. I know I saw it. It was when what's her name was walking around do, going all Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, right, right, was, right at the beginning of this. It, right, episode. but I've been looking for. I've been looking for credit, on, and I wasn't able to actually prove it. I just swear that I heard it. Um, and so that was kind of interesting. I mean, they have some cool music, but I just specifically heard those notes. And also, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this already with Grogu's new ride, but um, uh, there's a lot about bringing the tribes together here. And I remember when, like, they they go down to Mandalore. That was really cool when they opened the ship from above over the planet and they dropped down. That was super cool. Right. It was just, well, yeah, just like the, when they went in. On, I was going to say Novacor, <laughs> the other planet. You know when they kind of rescued it from Navarro. Pi- Navarro, they yeah. the, rescued it from the from yeah. the um, pirates. And they have the Mythosaur painted on their ship. That's kind of neat. I, I do think it's cool. A lot of paint. And then we uh, we find like they get down to uh, Mandalore, and this like I think I said it looked like that ship from Bra- the movie Brazil. But in speaking of Mad Max, I call them the Mad Max Mandalorians show up and uh, they're in this their ship and a lot of them are dying and they just look like they've been kind of around a a dystopian wasteland for a while, like Mad Maxians have. So 
Okay. Yeah. So no, I have no comment on that. Was I supposed to? Yeah, I'm waiting for like you to kind of jump in and tell me what we thought about. You want me to jump in? Jump in. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. You look um, pretty today. No, you don't care how I look. That's true. But then, okay, so this is what I'm gonna get to here is there's another fucking monster that leaps out of nowhere and just like swallows up this Mad Max ship of Mad Max Mandalorian. What is the song you can hear when Elijah Kane is walking in the street at the beginning of the episode? Sounds like electronic music from a nightclub. Yeah, it's nine inch nails, head and, like a hole. And nobody nobody's responded to it. Nobody's responded, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you think? Okay, um, another big monster comes out of nowhere. It's not a mythosaur. I was thinking, you know, this would have been a good time to introduce the mythosaur, but it was literally mm. on the net. Someone said it looks like an ank- ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. Yeah, and it kind of did. Yeah, it's a dinosaur that had the tail with the big yeah, knob at the, the big, end of it. The big, uh, big knob at the end. Yeah. Knob. <laughs> well, it was a big knob at the end. <laughs> you said I got, I got a knob for you. <laughs> well, I feel a sore. Okay, but I mean, but really, yeah. does every episode of The Mandalorian have to have some giant thing? That but they literally said they they were like an episode or two before when you've got Bo-Katan on, down on the uh, the surface talking, talking to the rest of the Mandalorians that she picked up along the road. You know, she said, hey, you know, there are animals that have grown and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff ancient beasts that have done their thing or whatever. That's what she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of showed up. I think maybe if we see one, it'll be in episode eight. All right. I think, I think, I think uh, little dipshit's finally going to say his first words, too. Oh, you think so? It's the end of the third fucking season. It's about time. Other than two buttons that do yes or no. Well, and then we see, you know, we see... This whole this whole chess this whole chess thing happens on this episode. The so what thing? Chess match where the the two Mandalorians start fighting over chess. They're like they're playing. Oh a game. yeah, yeah. And um, um, that's when Grogu steps in and the the big guy. Yeah, that's why he had to have a body. They really focus in on this guy that ends up later in the latter half of the show. He gets he gets whacked. But his name, I got a kick out of his name. His name is Paz Visla. Visla? It's the name of a dog. It's the name of a dog. Yeah, and Paz is the little thing that you put candy in where you flip the little top yeah. of the head off. Yeah, so it'd be fun. Actually, Pez, it was Pez. Pez Visla. <laughs> Pez Visla. And I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't it be funny if all these Mandalorians were named after dogs? If we had like Paz Borzoi. Where are you getting Visla from a dog? Visla. The Visla. It's, it's a. It's, That's a dog? Yeah, it's a dog. Sounds like a stupid dog. It's a hunting dog. It's it's almost it looks like a coon hound kind of. It's a reddish. That's racist. Reddish. No, no. I mean, but it's a it's a hunting dog. It's, it's Visla. Haven't you ever even you ever heard of them Vislas? Yeah, I just felt like the first forty five seconds of this conversation should be me fucking with you, pretending that I've oh, never heard of them. Okay. All right, no, I know. haven't. No. Visla dog. Oh, from Hungary. I'm going to Hungary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, and then we kind of segue in. Now, this is another thing that bugged me, too, and I don't know how you feel about it, but hi. I'm for it. They were just on Mandalore. They, like, went down to the depths of Mandalore, and they found the mythosaur. 
And they never, ever once saw any Imperial Guard bullshit. And all of a sudden, oh. up shows the Imperial Guard and and Moff Gideon, who I've been calling Moff Gideon for a very long it's time. Moff. I've been calling like him Moth, though. Like, oh, it's like Moth. Ra. And I'm like, oh, it's Moth. Because you put the captions on, and then I can finally see how these names oh, are. Oh, see, spelled. I never realized that you were t- saying the wrong thing because of your lisp. Oh, I don't have a lisp. <laughs> you do when you, you, do when you talk about Moth Gideon. Moth <laughs> Mof- <laughs> Gideon. Moth Gideon. And I am, I am, I am not an ath hat. <laughs> you are now. He's making fun of people with lisps. Um, no, but I felt bad because I was calling him Moth Gideon. It's Moth. M-O-F-F. Anyway, <laughs> Moth Gideon. I, I all think of a sudden, I, I he's just like out of nowhere. There's all this Imperial Guard stuff. I think you're going to have it hidden. Why not? I mean, the Where whole, the whole, the whole, down underneath the ground, everything has been, I was going to say scorched, but everything has been turned to glass. Yeah, they went down a long way. Yeah. It's a big planet. I think it's kind of funny that they stop yawning. We could be on. I think it's funny that they had to go. Oh, we need to find the forge. When weren't they there like four episodes well, before? Yeah, they were. They were there. They were. They were at the capital city, right? They were at the <laughs> yeah, capital city. Yeah, they were down, down there. there. That's where he got his ass handed yeah. to him by the the whatever the whatever yeah, the tusky the- beastie. <laughs> No, and, and I called it the eyeball robot. <laughs> the eyeball robot took. You know, he got he got he got his hat, ass completely handed to him. Bo-Katan has to come and save him. So that was the whole like capital, whatever the hell it was. So pretty sure that's where the forge was. And yet they go to the planet, and is still no idea where, where the hell they're going. When yet in earlier in that earlier episode, earlier in that earlier episode, he's telling Grogu how. You're a Mandalorian. You got to be able to read a map and know where you're going. Right, right. <laughs> when they're yeah. up in the up in his, I was going to say up in his lightsaber, up in his little hot rod. You got to know where you're going. Yeah, I and mean, so it's, four episodes it's, later, he's completely lost on the planet where where the city was. It's pretty ridiculous, but I will say that when you know Moff Gideon shows up and he's looking all Darth Vader in his Beskar armor, and he's. Uh, He's flying around. He calls it the Dark Trooper suit. I like that. Well, because he had the Dark Troopers last yeah. season. Called him the Dark Super Trooper suit. Dark Super Troopers. And then he says, because this guy, this guy is so, uh, he is so proud of himself. Here he says, the most impressive improvement is it has me in it. Right. In regards to that Dark Trooper suit. I thought that was... That was an awesome line. I really like that line. That was pretty pretty damn good. It's and just this, this actor Giancarlo. I mean, he is just he's so awesome. good. He's I love such him. a good Yeah, he's, he's such awesome. a good addition to the show. So yeah. And then um and then like 800,000 stormtroopers die just like they usually do. None of them can hit anything. Nope. Just None like of them usual. can hit anyone. Everybody gets out except for Paz Visla. And remember when the we we called them the Imperial Guard showed up? They're actually actually called the Praetorian Guard. Mm-hmm. Praetorian Guard, yeah. But they they've evolved. They used to be the Imperial Guard. Right. Well, the the I call them the Cardinals because <laughs> they're all they're all in red. Well, I mean, if you go back to the original the original trilogy, when the Emperor first comes on board the Death Star, he's got some of his red monkeys with him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Red monkeys. Oh, well, uh, they're so hanging, they're I, hanging, they're I, hanging I was around working them. hard to try to find their actual name, and you call them red monkeys. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're just hanging out. <laughs> anyway, Paz Vizsla sacrifices himself. Now, was Paz Vizsla the dad of the kid that yep. got taken yep. up? So, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know who it was that was all bent out of shape about that? It was Split Ends. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm. She had a super issue with the Pavlov dog guards coming in and killing Chekhov, <laughs> Povlov, whatever his name was. Paz Vizsla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. she about lost it because of that. Oh. It didn't have to happen. There was no reason for that. Well, yeah, they wanted him to die. Yeah. So, oh, she I found of, another funny thing. There was, uh, there was a little... Remember when I said uh, when they landed on the planet and all those Mandalorians came together and and the forge, the the lady with the forge, the lady of the forge says, prepare a feast. I'm like, the hell are they going to cook? Apparently, someone took a, a snap of what. They had some animal like on a spit, oh, roasting over they a did. fire, and they did. then someone said, "Looks like they found out what to do with the foundling birds." <laughs> I thought that was Wait, funny. Birds, remember those birds, those baby birds? Oh, the found the dragons <laughs> or whatever they yeah, were. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, like yeah, pterodactyls. Yeah. They're like yeah. pterodactyls, and I thought that was hysterical. I don't know. I don't think they were eating the foundlings, but but uh, it was pretty funny. People absolutely. All right, that's like 20 calls. I'll tell you what, I'll go down there and check it out. Super troopers, huh? These are the super troopers. Yeah. All right, fuck it. (laughs) That would be about me, a super trooper. So let me throw a wrench in your works. Oh, yeah, how, how so? Well, the name of that episode is The Spies. Yeah. How... Is it that everybody seemed to know what's going on lately wherever Mando would go and he'd get his ass kicked? Uh, yeah. So they got a they got a mole. And it's the Anzellan, I know it. And before the shit hit the fan on Mandalore with the boat and all that kind of stuff between the monster and then definitely between everything with Moth Gideon. Moth. <laughs> Moth. Get in. Who left? <laughs> Who left? Oh, yeah. The forge lady. The, the armor. The she takes off, but she takes off for the skies to bring the injured to. Right. But she's <laughs> conveniently no longer on the planet. Do you think she's a spy? It's just it's a theory floating around. Because mm, she knew. She's known every one of their steps where they were going. It's true. Yeah, she's wherever sent them. they're, wherever but they're she's going. She sent them there too. She has been sending them there. And bad shit happens. Yeah, just yeah. a thought. Hey, that's interesting. She could be bad. And and I hope if she is bad, and when she dies, they rip her helmet off so we can see what she looks. And like. you know, and that speaking of helmet off, you know, that's the that's the other thing too is that you know she's the one that told Bo-Katan to remove her helmet and do the. I mean, all the there's just a. Something to think about. The mayor or the the mayor of Navarro could be a spy too. He knows all their movements. Oh, the Rocky guy. I mean, the grand, super the duper grand, grand whatever. The yeah. grand, the grand, Braz- grand brazier. 
<laughs> Grand Vizier, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He could be a spy. Yeah, I don't think so. No? Nah. Yeah. Well, he's the one that gave the Mandalorians a place to live. And- right, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing that. I'm just, I, it's just something that kind of out there. Yeah, I mean, the episode's called The Spies. That's true. It is called The Spies. Oh, I didn't even Which think about that. Which is plural. But they haven't made any allusion to the spies either. Then what was the point of the episode? I don't know. I mean, the what was the point of the name of the episode? Let me put it that way. Right. There's there's probably some real, real meaning to it. So we only have one episode of Mandalorian left. Correct. Uh, so the next this this Wednesday is the season finale of Correct. Mandalorian. Correct. We 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 conclude Mando and Pico. In the same week. <laughs> Mando and Pico. Well, let's transition into Picard. Um, Picard. And we have two. Mr. Picard. We have two episodes of Picard to talk to uh, talk to about as well. Um, so let's get on that. Um, I <laughs> So I have a lot to say about. I don't know where you want to start jumping into, but I got a lot. I'm following to talk your lead. About. You're gonna I'm follow. follow I'm going to follow your lead because we're we're obviously we're starting with uh, season three, episode eight, surrender. Right. Um. Oh no 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 no! We're gonna we got we haven't talked about episode seven, Dominion, have we? Mm. No, we haven't because that. Was all the talk about the Nuremberg trials and uh, um, basically Vatic says Vatic they confront Vatic confronts them and says solids like you ruin every world you touch, and then she she goes into how her family members were basically studied and hurt by the scientists and. They reference the Nurem, or maybe I reference the Nuremberg trials. You know, they they say all these bad things happened. She was in a test tube, Project Proteus, right, right. all that stuff. No, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. We talked about that already. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think we did. <sighs> yeah. Oh, possibly we did. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. L M N O P is for podcast. Like, so there was a cure too to her disease. Starfleet voted to not give the cure to us. No, that was the no, not for that. That was for the one that happened during Deep Space Nine, where they were all turning into shag carpet. And that was the well because they were peeling, they were all peeling and everything. It was that 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 Starfleet voted to not give him, but then Odo had to grab it and Mm. do his own little thing. Then totally different. All right, you're there. Um, So I mean, they've they've literally they've just um, really done a deep dive into. The split personality of Data and Lore. And I understand they were two different androids and now they've fused their brain together. But they've put together so many D- DID cliches that I just felt the need to message it. So, for example, um, Jordy says, who am I talking to? 
You know, am I talking to data or am I talking to lore? That is like one of the number one things. When you don't know who's talking, who you're talking to with someone to split, you ask that. And then lore and data are fighting for dominance within one mind. They talk about the partition or whatever. Um, Laura says, I am stronger than you. And typically one personality is viewed as the protector of the others or the strong one. And then what did you want? What do you want, Laura? They ask and they say, he says, survival. So it's really interesting to me. Um, I read a little bit up on DID before I came in and I know quite a bit about it, but I wanted, I wanted something for this podcast. And I found this quote from famous uh famous psychologist in the field his name is Bessel A. van der Kolk he's got quite the name but um, he wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score which is brain mind and body and the healing of trauma and dissociative identity disorders typically tied to some sort of trauma in people's past sexual trauma or something like that mm. and of course that's not what's happening to data oh. but um, this quote from Vander Koch says beneath the surface of the protective parts of trauma survivors there exists an undamaged essence a self that is confident curious and calm a self that has been sheltered from destruction by the various protectors that have emerged in efforts to ensure survival and so how neat is that that ties in so perfectly to what data talks about and how he gives all these memories over to Laura. Laura is saying, um, I didn't have these things you got. I didn't, I didn't have these things. And so data gives him the memory of spot who he says was the best of him. And he brings the memory up of Tasha Yar and all these things. All these things are the protectors. The sex memory. Yeah. The sex memory. That was a great episode. That's my, Hands down, that's my favorite Star Trek episode of all time. Seriously? Oh, yeah. It wow, totally yeah, is. low bar. It totally is. I love that episode. I love that episode where he's like, I'm fully functional. <laughs> I think that's one of the best lines in Star Trek history. <laughs> so, I mean, I really enjoyed that. I really, I really enjoyed the dissociative identity cliches and everything that they did there. I thought it was... Of course, if you don't know, if you don't know those things um, from psychology or from trauma work or from counseling or anything like that, you you don't uh, <laughs> tell me how you're feeling right now. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how I'm it. feeling. I loved all that. That was pretty cool. The thing is, though, not not simply rephrase that. The thing is, I don't say though because that sounds like it's opposition. <laughs> Um, in this scenario, it's not, I mean, it's literal. It is literal. Yeah. You know, where, where, I mean, there actually were two brains, if you will. Right. That had been uploaded into a single brain. So you literally had Mm -hmm. two individuals, Mm -hmm. literally, as opposed to. You know, somebody Sung wanted them to. Right, right, right. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like everything you went over. Yeah. Is indicative of, or excuse me, relevant to an individual who's got mm-hmm. these things going on in their their single mind. Right. So it's still a single person with a single mind, a single mind, and all that kind of stuff. 
but they're experiencing or whatever it is that's going on, the multiple personality thing, where with this particular scenario, it literally was two individuals that were both uploaded into a body. Is, sure. is, is all that, that's all. That's all I was saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discounting anything that you said or that it didn't. Uh, sure. It to- totally made sense. It was spot on. And but what I'm and talking was an inter- about, interesting in saying everything you're talking about totally makes sense and is absolutely accurate. I well, mean, I'm talking know. about the cliches that they embedded in there, because because literally I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just saying the one thing to think of is in this particular case, it was literally, literally two minds, two minds, but, but they were warring for dominance and they were, they were fighting. Data was fighting to merge lore. Lore was fighting to win. And that had, that plays. I'm just saying with what you were talking about in psychology and everything, there's still only one mind is my, is my point. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean there. There's one mind because it's just not your one brain. brain, one mind. And neither neither of them are robots either. So. Exactly, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, and so it, so it, it's so it's it's interesting from the perspective that having two robot minds uploaded into one robot body with one robot brain, then they went through. Mm-hmm. They 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 demonstrated. Yeah. The same things that one would experience. And that was absolutely incredible. Cool. It's kind of cool. It was an incredible scene. The writing was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. The it was acting cool. was amazing. We talked quite a bit about Brent Spiner and how His good he is. His acting bouncing so, from back yeah. and forth mid-sentence yes. and everything to be able to right. switch one, you know, to switch person. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really cool. That brought a tear to my eye. Did you fart? <laughs> I did not fart. It's the dogs. That aren't here. I didn't fart. I didn't fart. There is you not know, a d- dog down here. I did not fart. I did smell something. I assumed it was you. Uh, I nope. assumed it was you. Nope. Maybe you got some sewer backup. Uh, I think I, th- I think we got some Nancy fart. backup. I didn't fart. No. Why do you always bring this up? I did not fart. Because you're pretty good at wrecking a bathroom. I did. <laughs> once I wrecked it. Once I wrecked your bathroom and you released the Kraken, but I this time I did not. I, I'm not even gassy. So there you go. All so right. yes, I, I very. I mean, they did. I think they did a, you know, a really cool job of addressing the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, this and data, it was very and it was very. You know, it was what you were talking about with the. The memories and all that kind of stuff was a very, it was just a very visual, very interesting way of showing the two minds vying for the body. Yeah, they're vying you know. for dominance. Yeah, yeah, just like in the dissociative degree. And, uh, you know, in the way, in the way data, I mean, data schnuckered lore. No, that's great. I mean, flat that out. great. Here, take this memory, take this memory, right. take this memory, take this memory. But he was he actually he was doing it to help Lori. He wasn't necessarily yeah. doing it to win. He was doing it to help. Are him. you high? No, I thought uh, Data. Of course, there was. Do, of course, good. he was doing it to yeah, win. No, he knew the stakes. Oh uh, well, two. So, but from, I love. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, but it paid off because the new data. I mean, that new data is also lore. Right, I mean, we love and, that he has some personality. You know? Exactly, and he gets that from lore. Right, you know, he he gets yeah. the human. The <laughs> yeah, like I mean, when when Jordy says, "Data, could you try to be more positive?" I hope we I, die quickly. I hope we die quickly. <laughs> I with love a that. Smile. I know, and the smirk on his face, yeah. even after he turned away and he was still yeah, looking out the window, kind of, you know, that's lore. That is lore. You know, that's and that's oh. and that's what 
you know, what Data had always wanted for all those years and decades, yeah. you know, to be more human. Yeah. Uh, how funny that him bonding with Lore and then the others as well, I guess. Well, of course, everybody else was memories, they said. You know, it was memories. Right. Memories of, I was going to say Lola. <laughs> Lola. <laughs> Mem- memories of uh, his, it was, you know, his daughter's memories. It was Sung's memories. But the La? two, but lo- lol, lol. Lol. Oh, yeah. None of us know her. None of us, neither of us know her. And, her um, but, um, but the, neither the two, us or our alters yeah. know her name. But the, but the two minds that were there, you know, obviously were, were, him and Laura. So those were the the personalities. And that yeah, it's just great. It's great yeah. the way they did it. Well and and you know, a lot two two deeply psychological stories running too at the same time because we have the data lore dissociative business. And then we also have uh Jack having this door in his mind and being blocked from a memory. And we find out the big reveal. We we finally get to find out what Jack is and what's happening to him. And I got to tell you, I was a little disappointed. Me too. Yeah. So tell me why you were disappointed. It was Borg season one. It was Borg season two. And it's Borg, Borg season, season three. three. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, we, we, they were kind of making it seem like it was Pot Wraith. That was I my hope. felt like they were, they were going to be and it. It would have made so much more sense with the changelings if they had been Pot Wraith, you know? Just yeah, no, I, I, yeah, because it's, yeah, because I mean, it would have been part of the, it would have been more of the DS9, you know, storyline. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, it was just. And I understand they're booting. I mean, I understand they're, they're making this a reunion of next generation, but like literally I, I got into this. I got thinking pretty deep today and it, season two, Picard is all about the Borg queen, about. Well, it's it's like New Coke. It's yeah. the new it's the new Borg. You know, which Borg. is why it was so you know, mm-hmm. uh when they were hanging out with Shaw in the bar and when he was, you know, berating Picard, you know, and, and talking to his kid and saying, Where was your dad during, where was your daddy during all this? I'll tell you, he was on that fucking cube, you know, causing you know, setting the world on fire. And mm-hmm. one of the last one of the last comments that he made was, you know, the Borg are still out there, not not the shit that happened, you know, on your on your ship. Yeah, the Shaw real, has the, a quote the, too. The real Borg, basically, you know, he's saying the real Borg are still out there, not you know, mm-hmm. not basically the the new Borg, you know, the Jaredi Borg. Jaredi. Well, what was her last? What was her name? The Doctor. Yeah, you're, big, you know, you're right, Gerardi, you know, I think Or Gerardi, thank is. you, Gerardi. Yeah, yeah. It's not the Gerardi Borg. He's like, the real Borg are out there, not the Gerardi Borg. And then that lends to another discussion. Yeah. And I was thinking about this today while I was taking a dump. Was we've got the Gerardi Borg are still sitting there at the eye of the whatever, mm-hmm. waiting for some bad people to... That threw a bunch of energy through, right? Last episode of well, season two... Made- they pushed all somebody pushed all that energy through, and then the ship, all the ships were in a fleet, you know, in a big shield that was there. And then those Borg were going to stand at the gate, you know, they were going to stand at that portal, and and be the guards because they yeah. were they were going to be they wanted into the Federation. They wanted into the Federation, right? Yes. So a. This is a Stargazer Borg. Where where the Stargazer? Thank you. So where are the Stargazer Borg? Yeah. I mean, why aren't they coming and lending a hand against the Borg Classic? Right. We've got new Borg and Borg Classic. So it would have made a hell of a lot of sense if they had tied 
season two into season three. And not saying that they're not going to, because they could. We got we got we have an episode left. So I have two I have two things that need to be addressed, either just through a line of dialogue or something. Mm -hmm. Where are the Duborg during all this? Yeah. And Wesley and his buddies could clean the whole fucking thing up with a swipe of the hand, wave of the hand. That's true. It's with with the travelers. We're they could they could just true. they could just wipe the whole fucking thing away. I'm sure they got some sort so, of street cred that doesn't allow them to do. Well, that. Well, no. What I'm saying is, it should it needs to be. I think, were I the one writing this, you know, that would have to be addressed somehow, yeah. because you can't go through this whole thing with Borg again, Borg classic, and not even have the new Borg be addressed. Are they just, literally they're not gonna they're not gonna leave their post. They're gonna hang out there and in their cool star shape. You know, time warpy uh, dimension hopping ship and not do anything. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that would be weird, especially no. especially if they're part of the Federation. Yeah, they right. applied. They applied for Federation membership. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, they literally they applied for Federation so membership. I've read some stuff. Though, so where the fuck are they? I've read some stuff on the internet that is saying that like season two. The showrunners of Picard season three don't want people to remember season two because it was so bad, and they're trying to erase what happened in season. Well, that's two. obviously somebody's opinion. Well, it doesn't make one a thing. Lot you have, of one sense. thing you have to remember is Terry Metalis, the showrunner for season three, was the showrunner on the first half of season two as well. Okay, well, I don't no, no, know I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So he was on season two, and then he left season two to get ready for season three because then he did season three. So he was part of season two. Mm-hmm. So if he hates his work that much, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, that I think could have just been it would have it would have made a lot more sense if they just had ignored the Borg in season three and put in a different villain. That's the way I, I look. I, at it. I wish there would. I I wish I, that's I what mean, it would have happened. It's kind of like it's kind of like on. Uh, we talked about this too about. All the Doctor Who's that think they need to bring in the Daleks. Fucking Daleks. Always always the Daleks. It's always the Daleks to the Cybermen. It's like, you know, there's there's literally hundreds of aliens they could reference. And I wouldn't have wanted anybody new, but I would have wanted somebody that would have been a deep dive. Paul Wraith would have been cool. Yeah, or the, who are they, the Argarians or somebody? That was like an original, or I can't remember the... TOS like first season I think it was actually the first episode with the Klingons it was when they basically Kirk and 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 I can't remember which Klingon it was because it was one of the ones that came back during DS9 um, got all pissed off because they couldn't fight because the planet they were around they were actually thought it was just like a farming planet but they were like super duper duper powerful aliens and they like rendered all the weapons inert and rendered everything inert and oh, it was yeah. like you guys can't fight we don't want you here we're not into war and they're like we have the right to fight <laughs> <laughs> Fun party. we got the right we got the right to, to shoot up to blood fight. light bottles we don't like them we got the right I'm to talking party. about the Beastie Boys. Fight for your right, right to That's party. what I'm talking about. So anyway, so yeah, so they were, <laughs> but so those, but those aliens were like the Argarians or some horse shit like that. And so, you know, a deep dive, one episode, original series, like season one, find somebody like that that for some reason or another would become the ones that, you know, the bad guys for some reason right. or another. And there was another one, an episode that had like, the, there were these portals where they were jumping, not the one with the big... 
you know, I am whatever the portal portal guy where uh, McCoy went back and was oh, a psycho. Yeah, um, not that one. Something on the edge of forever. Right. Yeah. Right. City on the edge City of forever. City on for, the edge right. of forever. So not yep. that portal, but there was another one where they were these super duper 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 advanced aliens, and there were like these portals that walked through. There were a bunch of them in this room, and you know, but they never saw the actual people. Maybe it could, you know, look, you know, a deep dive to somebody like that that could have been. Right. You know, but no, the fucking board. Right. I, it has <sighs> to, yeah. Um, well, and then we find out that, <laughs> I mean, so, so basically, Troy, Deanna helps, gets through this door. She's able to, able to open the door and gets through it. And then she sees the board cube and she's just like, nope, going to shut this what fucking a- door again and just <laughs> walk away. And what did she say the episode before? And she's convincing him to go oh, yeah, into I'm a little mind you. fuck. Gonna be there you are you. not going to be alone. We're going to be here with you. She You'll opens the door and bugs the fuck out and out. leaves him in the dust. She's like, see yeah. ya, bitch. And then I, I fought long and hard on this because then Jack comes and talks to uh, Picard and he's like, but she's the counselor. She was the counselor of your ship. What a horrible counselor. And I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, Deanna, you were a horrible counselor. But then, you know what I thought? She probably wanted to shut that door very quickly so he wouldn't see it was the board and then be caught up well, in whatever happened. But it was too late. She already opened the door. Yeah, he, but remember, he hadn't seen it because she. he was like, what did you see? What did you see? Remember, he goes running after her out the door. What did you see? He did not know. But something awakened in him because all of a sudden he was like getting the hell off of the ship and heading towards something the board. Something awakened in him. Yeah, something awakened. So The Guardian. That was the portal from the city on the edge of forever. Yeah, that was good. I good am episode. the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Blackity, blackity, black, black, black. But so, I mean... uh I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Troy should have helped Jack see the board cube. But I think what she did is she's like, oops, I'm shutting this fucking door. Rut row, it's the Borg. And I'm going to quick go tell Picard before he does something. And that's probably what it was. Yeah, but it didn't make her look like a bad, bad counselor. It did because she's like, oh, but I'll be here with you right up until yeah. I abandon ship. Yeah. And then we find out that. The voice in his head is the Borg Queen. And he's basically, I mean, I think they referred to him as a a transmitting device. He's and that was the whole thing. So you remember when we were talking about what was the point of him even? Why, why, why? why was he? What was the whole, you know, they got everything they needed. So what was so important about him? And, um, and I got to thinking, he's the one that, Remember, he's the voice. He's the one that can transmit. And since yeah. this is a new a new way to be um, assimilated, there's no hardware. Mm-hmm. So the queen couldn't do it. Oh. The queen couldn't flip the switch to turn him on. Oh, okay. So think about that for a second. That's so we were like, well, what the fuck is his point? You know, Why is he even around if they did everything through the transporters and the DNA and they did all yeah. that mumbo jumbo and got that? All that did was prime the pump for everybody yeah. they had to have a way to flip the switch and since it wasn't technology related the queen couldn't do anything she didn't have it so she needed him because he was a dna transmitter i remember as they showed they yeah. showed and so that squeal when he got when he got there because he was a dumbass and took off 
And that's when she plugged him in the back of the head. <laughs> they plugged him in the back of the head with a 45. Boom. She's, she hooked him up to the cables because they stuck that one in the back of his neck and his eyes went black. Mm-hmm. And then whoop, out went that, that signal. Seven of nine picked it up and everything else. That's when the signal went out and flipped the switch on everybody who was a DNA Borg. So that's why she needed him because he was a transmitter. So, like, if she, if he the had voice. never if he had never gone to her ship, that wouldn't have happened. Correct. So, I mean, like, wh- but he was compelled to go there. Like, once he figured because out because the voice in her head was come yeah. see me, Jack. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah, I but I think when he you. went to the ship, he I thought he was going to destroy warm, her. Warm, moist place for oh, Jackie. Oh God, gross! I don't even want to think about that. Woman that looks like Christopher a Borg, Plummer. A Borg cooch. <laughs> no, I don't want to think about the that. Green Christopher Plummer Borg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that gets kind of confusing. I will say this last episode of. It wasn't until I I was driving around. You know, driving around. It was. It was literally. It was yesterday that I. You said you came to you while you were pooping, so that's right. You must be. Com- I made some. Ro- I made some room for my brains <laughs> to expand up top. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was an I- extremely technical episode. Like I had to, we had to stop it and talk about it a little bit, and then rewind a little bit to understand exactly what was happening with the transmitter and John Luke's DNA and all that. All that. Well, that was for focus. you. Well, it was deeply technical, which Star Trek is known for. Star Trek is known for being technical. Yes. Most of the time I understand it, but sometimes I want to like really, like especially now, I really, really want to understand it. So we, that's why we did some of the rewinding. But. And it's, you know, no, it's, it's good because, you know, sometimes they go flying by with stuff. Yeah. We and, it was, and it was funny because then I was watching um, The Ready Room. Right. She's finally on the next the day. Room. Oh, you it was on the next day. Okay, you watched. And it. so they had, and the, the people that they had on there, they had Jonathan Frakes, and then they had what's her name that played Shelby. Uh huh. That's yep. who it was. So it was the two of them, and she was still she <laughs> said that she was on the for the best of both worlds is the two parter that she was on. By the way, you know when Picard became Borg. Oh, right. Okay. And she was on, and she was on there, and you know Jonathan Frakes, she was kind of like his. What do you call it when you're their opposite? Their, not their lightning rod, the but the yang. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, she says she was so terrified on the first. She thought she was going to fire the very first day working on the oh. set because she was having such a hell of a time with all the uh, techno babble. And but then it was funny because all of a sudden she just blurted out some of the stuff from the from the episodes that she was on. And she said to this day, she can't forget that stuff because it took her so long to get it memorized. And she was so worried she was going to get fired if she didn't have it right. She's like, there's shit that I just cannot forget. And yesterday, for the hell of it, for fun, I went back and I watched those two episodes back to back and found the parts where she was, you know, um, blurting out the lines that she was talking about when she was saying them on the ready room. And she did, man. She had them fucking spot on. You know, as far well, as as far know, as all the techno babble stuff, but in regards, so it was cool. It was cool to see her again. To her part, though, on the show was extremely short. I mean, she's pretty yeah. much blown up and killed right away. We're assuming she's dead. It seems like everybody that they brought back this season, they killed. Well, they said they said that 
the young ones, the warriors, would be saved. Anyone that was 25 years or younger. No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm just saying guest stars. Everybody that they brought oh, back this right. season okay. as a guest star, they've killed. Right. And we're not sure about Tuvok. Yeah. You know, Ro Laren, dead. Tuvok was a changeling. So, but the original. Right. Where is he? We don't know. Oh, yeah. That's my that's point. True. So, Tuvok, we have no idea if he's alive. Ro right. Laren, she's dead. Um, Shelby, we're, we presume she's dead. Mm-hmm. So all these guest stars that <laughs> they've brought back, they, they've been fucking you know, killing them. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. No, you don't need to kill them all off. Some of them could fucking survive. There'd well, be nothing wrong with that. I think, okay. You want to kill some of them off, bring like, you know, somebody that nobody, you know, how about dipshit that can't stand the transporters? Let's talk about surviving here. They take all these 25 and under Zombies. They turn them into Borg, basically zombies. I was did calling. See, did you see the huge pothole in there when they said that too? When they had Doctor Crusher said that because they were talking about the whole twenty-five and under thing. Because they were talking about the human. Yes. Parietal yes. They lobe. were talking about the. She parietal said the parietal lobe. lobe yeah. The human parietal lobe stops growing at age twenty-five. They said they got like thirteen other fucking species on there or whatever. Right. The chick that actually sits down. In the captain's chair right. at the very end that says that we have the Titan. She's not human. It's true, but they're what about human. Her most, of those, most of those aliens are humanoid, so that could be the But issue. she said human. She did. So I was she like, did. okay, well, you got a lot of non-humans on there. They were showed the Vulcans and everything, and Vulcans are always talking about their fancy brains. Right. It was just a, a dialogue error in the writing. Yeah, and that, you know, really by now they shouldn't be making shitty errors like that. That's true. That's really And it was because it wasn't even a call it wasn't even a callback to like a different series or a different episode. You know, usually you see that kind of shit when they're yeah. they kind of forgot about something that happened in season two, episode four of the original series. You know, you give right. you can give them you can cut them some slack. Um, but it's when it's within the same episode. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then I was I mean, like they the black the black eye thing gets me because that's done. The black eye thing? The black eye. When they started getting black veins and black eyes, I think that oh. is an overdone way of showing people that people have changed. That is really almost everything. I mean, whenever anybody is changing, becoming alien or something well, different, something that's has happened to them. Something has but happened to them. Why is it always black eyes? When they make it pink or some shit like that? I mean, it's like it's always a black oil. Well, because, eye. It, but if it's, well, here's, I'm just going to say, because if it's the Borg. That's the way they've always done the Borg. So to switch it would be weird. Yeah. Okay. You know? Uh, so and I was if it was and if it was pink eye, they wouldn't have been allowed to go to work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they would have said, Stay home. You got pink it's eye. A, so we have we have the zombie LaForge daughters. That's kind of funny. Yep. Um and, and that's like Jordy, I wouldn't he wouldn't shut up. Booba daughters, booba daughters. Okay. Fuck the your daughters. The entire Starfleet has been comp. Entire fleet has been compromised. And, and it took Robot Boy to and and they're they're turning into the hurricane formation. Like you brought that up. Like their 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 fleets are going in a specific pattern. Like like they're at the their drones at the Olympics or something like that. That was so bizarre. I'm like what? Well, are you doing? know, and, and then here's here's the funny thing because I went back and watched the episode again, or at least that part of it, and they were actually already in that symbolic shape before the 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 noise went out. The, the before Jack got stabbed in the back of the head with the, yeah. the spike that broadcast the noise, <clears throat> they were already kind of in that weird shape. Yeah, yeah. So, true. so it kind of takes the hurricane. What what we're talking about is if you look at the ships, there were these, there were multiple groups of ships. Each group 
were in the shape of some kind of a symbol. And I'm like, I know that shape. I know that shape. And it's actually, well, one of the things for me anyway, it's meteorologic, meteorologically speaking, it's the symbol that indicates a hurricane. And I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of deep because, you know, we're a hurricane. We're coming through and blowing through, you know. Yeah. And then some people said, well, no, if there was all the different strands across of DNA of a DNA chain. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, I think it's all bunk. I think it's something else because they were in that shape before Jack got to the queen. Before everybody turned, they were already in that shape once. So. Yeah, so let's talk. One other thing that just stuck out think, to me that kind of were. bugged me is they started talking about how, well, how they can communicate without the Borg knowing what they're talking about. So they started talking about going to an analog ship, and that's how they get to Yeah, that was kind of weird. There's nothing on that ship that's fucking analog. Yeah, I know. I just, I got, <laughs> did you get to thinking about that too? Because I'm like, just oh like, my God, it's the year 2401. And we're talking about analog versus what, digital? I was like, the whole thing is, everything is touchscreen on that ship. There's not, there's nothing about it that's analog. But then I did so some... So I just thought, so, eh, okay, so I did, up. I did a little research on this, though, because this, like, analog versus digital made me wonder what they were talking about. And um, I found that they refer to things as analog if there are any kind of different communication electrical signal style than what is currently being used. So if it's basically, if it's retired, they would just use the word analog. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want to shut her up. I don't know what she's No, I would just anymore. tell you to shut up if I wanted to shut yeah, up. No, but see, do you hear what I'm saying? Is like, they use the word analog to refer to a different older communication style or I, older I, electrical yes, signal. Yes, I believe they do. So that's, I have to, I have to say that's probably what they meant, but, but then we go back. This was a funny quote that you say. I want to work it in. I want to make sure you said that we, Jordy takes them basically to his, to the Camaro in the garage. Yeah, he's working. this is Camaro. He's tinkering with an older ship. This is Camaro in the garage. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Wait a second. Are we talking over this amazing quote, this amazing like sound clip you want to hear or something like that? Oh, there's nothing amazing. I just love when they all give, when they all give uh, Worf the side eye. Uh, bit by bit over the last 20 years. Bit by bit. I just can't, can't very well use the model. Strange, you know, because uh, plus if I keep talking, then we won't get pegged with a uh, a strike against YouTube because there's there we go. That was not my fault. That was not my fault. I love that. Well, there you go. Well, it should end probably pretty soon. We're getting to the end of the episode. We are. Well, right here, see. They're they're going into they're going in to check everything out. That's when they start talking about the carpet. <laughs> that was kind of a funny comment because that's one of the things I thought about was like all I thought about that multiple times because I thought all the new starships, the most advanced starships that they have in the series in the timeline now, none of them have carpet. Right. But in the nineties, they all had carpet. Yeah. Did you ever and see anyone uh, vacuuming? Then, no, or cleaning the carpet. <laughs> no, no idea. And so, and think of all the weight. That that carpet, if you had carpet in every room on every deck, oh, you know what? On there, the, you know the weight, coming. the weight would just be no. But I just think it's, I think it's funny. Then he's like, I missed the carpet. 
Do you know what's coming? There's going to be an episode of Lower Decks with uh, some poor plebe on Lower Decks. In the carpet. In the carpet. <laughs> Probably. Ha! Somebody, said, just, somebody said we should have carpet in here. I'm sure they have Roombas. <laughs> yeah, right. Or some other kind I'm of stuff. I'm sure they have things. analog Roombas. <laughs> An analog Roomba. <laughs> it's got a little joystick. <laughs> That's funny, but well, and that's that's what place that's what Sony calls the the joysticks on the PlayStation. They call them right. the analog sticks, oh, which is yeah, kind of funny. Okay. So I can't remember this stuff. And I, you I'm know, your I'm cheerleader. You some street don't, cred. don't. I give you some street cred for remembering everything that happened on the next generation because I don't remember much. But I don't remember everything that happened. You sure do. You remember a lot more than me. I can't help it. Yeah. It's You're more a hardwired nerd than I am. <laughs> no, I'm just, I can remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're having a hard time admitting that you're a bit of a hardwired nerd. I don't think I am. Yeah, okay. I mean, because I'm, because I'm ambivalent about it all. I just, if I see the episode, I remember it. That's all. I will say this. After these last couple episodes of Picard, I really... Really wanted to just be flipping channels and find some next gen or some deep space nine to watch, and I I didn't just, just to do a little nostalgia, you get a little nostalgia just bug kind of going on. But that part see, I think that's why I went back and watched the uh, best of both worlds back to back. It was that yeah. same. Plus, it was very pertinent to this because Shelby was just on that episode. So right, because I don't I don't remember Shelby. I don't really remember her. I vaguely remember her. That's kind of funny, but and I, mean, I, I think I only because that was. Didn't you like go to? Didn't you like go to the? Because th- they made a big brouhaha about that. Even just a couple of years ago, they brought it back to the theaters. That what you call it? What's that group that does the the, the in theater stuff? No, I, Fathom, Fathom, Fathom events. events. Yeah, yeah. They, they did a best of both worlds thing a couple of years ago, oh. and I mean, so they were literally broadcasting, you know, a couple episodes of a TV show, you know, in the theaters, <clears throat> and so I kind of figured for sure you would have been one of them that went and saw it. Yeah, and it, it may be that her character bugged me because technically sometimes when a character bugs me, I don't really pay that much attention to them. So, well, she I think she me. she probably bugged a lot of people too. But yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I kind of thought her character was cool. She was rather spunky. But you know, there's a lot of characters in the history of next gen that are similar to her. People that told um, people that told Riker and Picard they couldn't do certain things, and they just kind of thumbed their noses at them. And Shaw Shaw's a similar similar character to Shelby in a lot of ways. The way Shaw oh, has come out now, totally give you that. I mean, he's really similar to her. He's like, you're, yeah. I mean, she's like, I'm in charge. You're not gonna do that. And they're like, nope. boo boo. <laughs> yep, yep. No, nope. she just and she yeah. just she was always she was always up in Riker's grill during the. The well, two right. episodes she's, and the, she's the voice of reason. She's the straight. Uh, the she was straight more character. the. She was a little bit more the hothead. To go, mm-hmm. I mean that in the in that those episodes, Riker was Riker was the one that was kind of trying to, you know, take thing, be calm and cool about things. Oh, well, so maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I have it totally flipped. Maybe she she's not Shaw like at all. She was a little bit of a handful. She was. I mean, she was, you know, if, especially, I suppose, coming on to into a scenario or into a group of people that are, you know, kind of tight knit and working together. And she kind of come in and she's kind of she's she was one. She's kind of knocking the furniture over. Was she mean to data? Oh, Does not at all. Come, no? She wasn't mean to anybody. Oh, she and that. And even with Riker, she wasn't mean. 
she just oh. said what she was thinking. Okay. You know, she she even did like a permission to speak freely, and he was grant he was granted, and they were the same rank, by the way. I mean, he had he had, uh, if you will, position over her because of the or the position that he held as the first officer, but they were the same rank, so she could say whatever oh. the fuck she wanted to him. Okay, um, and she's like, "You're in my way." Right. <laughs> she's like, "You can't make the decisions that need to be made." Move the fuck over so somebody else can do it. Oh, okay. You know? And so, I, but, but she was very, I mean, even when she said that, she was very, you know, was calm and calm, cool, and collected. Nice. But uh, it, was, it was actually Riker that kind of got a little emotional and about some of it. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, so I went back and watched those two episodes because I was like, I kind of don't remember a lot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, like I said, if I had, uh, I mean, because I suppose I, if I could find out who streams next gen and all that stuff, I could order it up and watch it. But uh, I kind of just wish it was like, I mean, for a while there, those shows were everywhere on cable. You'd flip a channel and you'd find one. And yeah. Now, and now they're just not. They're not and I'm there trying anymore. it. Well, everything's been pulled yep. to Paramount. Yep. Paramount has harvested them. Nope. Has, has assimilated them all. <laughs> Paramount has assimilated them. Paramount, this is what we all need to know right now. Paramount is the Borg. They're the Borg. <laughs> well, that's their stuff. And the thing that's so stupid is then they obviously have some other agreements that we're outlying because none of the movies are on Paramount anymore. They were. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and, and including the new director's cut, the 4K director's cut of the first film that I was trying to get you to watch. Mm. It's everything is on HBO right now, and HBO is not doing the 4K version of the director's cut, so it just kind of looks like the regular. So it's like, this just, all right, I don't know, ridiculous. I don't know how long, you know, how long their contract is for. I'm just waiting for it to get back to Paramount so it can be the right, you know, this is get just the right shit again. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's it so stupid so how they do that stuff. It's just like, okay, enough already. That actually kind of looks like a fake. That look, he kind of looks like an action figure right there, doesn't he? Hey, that's look. Like, we're looking at. Uh, at uh, Jean-Luc Picard as Locutus in his... Locutus home. of Borg. Yeah. How is it of Borg? Locutus Is that like, like Locutus of Miami? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see how this... Whatever this was, this was like one of those things where they do it in a, well, do it in a the, know, theater. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. If they had planned... So, for me, if they had planned... Uh, three seasons of Picard and said, boy, we were going to do Borg both in season two and season three. And season one. They should have had some connectivity to it, better connectivities. It's terrible. It, yeah, it's completely disassociated. For it's, it's Up until now, as of as of right now, it's completely yeah, it's disassociated not, I mean, from season two, which and, seems weird being as you've got the Borg, the new Borg applied for membership in the Starfleet. Mm-hmm. In the second season, well, where the fuck I, are they? I I did read one person. You know, I don't take all people's comments on the net very seriously, but I read one person's comment that said, "I wish three had been season one of Picard." Well, you know, wouldn't that have made that, yeah. a lot of sense? That would have made a hell of a lot of sense. Although apparently Alice Creek is back as uh, the Borg Queen. That's awesome. You know, I as like the that. as the voice anyway. I guess whoever it was that was up there, but we never saw who it was. No, we just saw we just we face. just saw the back of somebody. But and she got but she got really fucked up in the. You know, if you remember right, I mean, she got she was down to looking like a Terminator. 
yeah. in the movie because they she got hit with that green smoke or whatever that like dissolved all the mm-hmm. all the flesh off of her and she was just a shiny terminator and then, <laughs> I'm P- sure and then Picard her minions patched her up. Yeah, no, I'm just saying and then Picard broke her spine or whatever yeah. and then the eyeball lights went out. So whatever the whatever the case may be, you know, she's probably looking pretty fucked up right now. She is back. Whatever. Yeah, so really, don't you think that Jack's eyes should have lit up green instead of red? Because if they'd been lighting up green, I would have thought Borg. I wouldn't have thought Paris. And don't you think then that would have given it away immediately? Well, but it makes me me mad. It makes me mad. I had never, until this point when you brought it up, never thought about it. I mean, come on. They They made a choice to light him up red, and there's a lot of evidence in... In, there was a lot of evidence building up to think it was Paw Wraith. Paw Wraith, so, yeah. So that was kind of a good deep fake. But then, you know, <laughs> when your deep fake is the better idea, that that freaking sucks. That's bad. That's that's real bad. I'm not so sure I'd call it a deep fake either, but oh, I get you. I get you. When ya. your deep fake is to make red eyes and believe people to think no, it's going to be one way. Deep fake is to put put Henry Cavill's face on your head oh, and make it look real. That's a deep fake. That would make me look immensely better. I'd love that. Just just plop that head right that's, on me. That's the reason for the <laughs> fake part. Yeah, well, we're going to get to see him coming up pretty soon in Doctor Who. That's going to be Yeah, great. I'm still... I don't know how I feel um, about that. Well, I don't know. I know I know how I feel. I don't feel good about him being the master. I do feel good about seeing his sexy face on TV. That's, that's going to be cool. It'll be interesting. Wait, what is? Okay, that's from last season. I'm like, wait a minute. But that's from last season with the gal that died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she did a really good Borg queen. I like her. Every version of the Borg queen has been good. And hers just had a different bit of a style. Oh, this is like all of them. Yeah, so this is her. This good. is her from Picard season yeah. two. This is the one from Voyager. And then Alice Krieg, when Voyager ended, Alice Krieg reprised her role at the Borg, as the Borg Queen. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, then that's Gerardi with her helmet on. Hmm. I just... Uh, <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> the Borg base oh. model A. Good grief. Well... You know, you know what? I mean, there's obviously going to be some incredible fan art. We're looking at some fan art. Right incredible is not the word I would use. Uh, some of it's really good. Oh, that picture was I just can't like that. I can't put that stupid. shit. That's well, that stupid looks stupid. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That Actually, that, that head on that particular Lacutus is from Lawnmower Man. That's a, or a Tron situation. That's that extended. See, I was, neck. I was kind of thinking it was from the reiteration of uh, Lost in Space. Okay, well, it could be anything, really. It's fan art. What's with uh, the Borg have influenced a controversial alcoholic drink? When were the Borg ever talking to somebody in a suit? Okay, who knows? All right, we're we're going off a deep end here. Well, we always do. I know this <laughs> you is can a edit bad. It out. You can you have the power. You have the power. Edit it out. Start with the deep fake. You can edit all that out. Yeah. So here we are at uh, the conclusion. Yeah, we're we're at the end of. Thank um, God. Jeez, we are at the end of. Uh, I wanted to say the reading rainbow for some reason, but maybe that made sense because the Jordy 
Jordy, doesn't he have that book, The Reading Rainbow? It's a show, not it's a, a book. show. Okay. Well, all right. It's got The Reading Rainbow. Here we are at the end, and um, we are almost at the end of Picard and Mandalorian, and so our our next episode of our rambling podcast here is going well, to you know, be. It is what it is. It's going to be finales, finale time of Mandalorian and Picard, and we're going to have a guest speaker. Our next we are we are I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen I'm gonna make it so okay. number one I, so I number. that's that'd be awesome if you did it I it's gonna happen I'm going to All right. I'm Edward's gonna cool. suggest that that we call in our surprise guest speaker next Sunday night. well now you keep saying I'm gonna suggest so well I gotta make sure they're in on board with it okay well and now <laughs> the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's daddy can't sue us, right? Because <laughs> the state yeah. could sue us. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, like Sinatra's. What are they gonna get? A, what are they gonna get out of me? Bunch yeah, of, bunch of fucking, free. bunch of uh, coasters. We can give him our five dollar Bocaton action figure and say, Oh, here. I'm keeping it at. I so. give him a half-eaten bag of M&M. There we go. <laughs> with with the lady, the lady M&M on it. The lady. She's wearing flats. She's not a lady. I did it. So don't don't pro- don't promise guest stars if you can't deliver. That's I'm all delivering I'm the guest star. It's coming. All right. It's gonna happen. And by the way, it's just somebody she knows. It's not. It's not like somebody <laughs> famous. It's just somebody she knows. Somebody, you know, somebody you know else. this person do. You I do, but I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just. Does it matter? People don't we, know what. I know. We're I'm not, saying. I, I know what I'm saying. It's, it's as if we grab Frank off the street or something. That's all it is. Or one of the dogs learned how to talk. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if the dogs could talk? They've been really nice today. They've been. They've been. So it's probably because you gave them a coconut M&M. Probably. With that being said, I hope everybody that is listening to us right now has a safe space to go to. And with that, I will bid you adieu and good night. My name's Scott, and it's a safe space. My name is Nancy, and um, I don't need a safe space. <laughs> nah, because she likes weird actors. Stop it. I, I'm, I'm not going to throw Nick Ugh. under the bus. He's oh, amazing. It kind of looks like he crawled He's out from under there by himself. He is absolutely amazing. I want to make a fun.